Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, starring Yours truly, Mr. Matthew Gregg, with the Christmas jumper. That is Mam Gotham, the Home Alone one. That's right. And Ross Twiddell, clearly enjoying Christmas to the fullest. This is burgundy. This is the original colour of Santa Claus. This is before he was green and then before Coca-Cola made him red. That's very true. Once again, Ross has annihilated us in the opening minute of the Cult <laughs> podcast. But also... Not to be left out, Jack is here with a little friend. The little friend's a bloody beer, Matthew, because it's been a long couple of days. Lots of content to be produced and all that for the festive period, because when we're not here, we can't make videos, so we're doing them all in advance. Got myself a beer, but I waited to open it on camera because I've realised that in our kitchen, either myself or Owen has brought home a cultaholic bottle opener. So that's, you know, that's good, isn't it? And where have you bought that from, Jack? That will be available on... I've forgotten the URL of the Cultaholic shop. Cultaholicshop.com. Thank you, Ross. Cheers. Tell you what, Matthew, when you said Jack's here with a little friend, I started thinking about Jack's Willie for the first time in my life. <laughs> oh, Mine God. Mine went there straight away. <laughs> Fantastic. I meant Owen, but whatever. <laughs> Disgusting. <the> bug, <coughs> he's a cock as well, isn't he, Owen? <laughs> yes, but he's our cock. <laughs> <sighs> he's the cock of Cultaholic. <laughs> Should you be saying that? Isn't he in the other room listening in? No, he's just, he's in the other room, but he's, you're not listening. Richard he's Tubman's hard, he's on. hard at work. DJ Richard Tubman's on the ones and twos for this podcast. Oh, I see. <sighs> well, better talk about the rest of the news then. As much as people like to talk about dicks the entire time, as that podcast two weeks ago was anything to go by. <laughs> Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch's kid has been born and has, of course, been called Roe. Roe? 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 R-O-U-X. I've been saying Rue. So have I. Like Lash LaRue and uh, that lass with a ginger hair. Going in for the kill. <laughs> Doing it for the thrill. LaRue. Yeah. Is that LaRue, is it? Yeah, that's LaRue. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, I was going with the Jeremy Borash calling Robert Rue. Rue. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, good for them. Uh, Ryan Sand, of course, making friends on Twitter by suggesting that perhaps, possibly, Seth Rollins should swing the <laughs> should swing the kid. 
Where the umbilical cord, like the briefcase of WrestleMania. Not the briefcase, the uh, title all, of WrestleMania. Really funny, really we've funny all, tweet. We've it went over tweeted, well, didn't it? Went down like a cup of sick, as Josh Bell says. We've all tweeted stupid things that we've regretted, but because we've been convinced that it'll either go down fine or it'll be funny, or both. But I don't think I've ever tweeted something quite as <laughs> immediately concerning as that one from Ryan. Do you not think, though, that if someone else had said it, it would have been funny? But because it's Ryan, and we don't necessarily have anything against him, but he's just one of those people where if he says something dumb, you're like, oh, boys, let's make fun of him. <laughs> no, who's really good at Twitter? If Chris Brooks had tweeted that, I'd still be a bit like, the only person who could probably get away with it is Mad Kurt, because people would just think he was being Mad Kurt. Americans wouldn't have liked it. No. But, uh, no, Chris Brooks would have got away with it because he would have put it on a shirt. <laughs> Did Mad Kurt actually get $1,000 from Ziggler? I assume if Mad Kurt tweeted it, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I say that. Ziggler, I think, I, I forget what the interaction was a few weeks ago, but Mad Kurt was like, I want to become. Richer than, oh, sorry, charge more than The Undertaker did on cameos. He was like, can someone pay me like, a th- was, was it $1,000 or 1001 for something? I'm sure Ziggler must have sent him an actual PayPal. Unless I've been worked, it's potential, you know, with it being the wrestling and whatnot. Again, Ross, sometimes it pays to be cynical. Again, if Mad Kurt said it, it probably <laughs> didn't happen. Uh, the other news this week, uh, Bobby Fish got a little bit of a laceration on his elbow after War Games and also, kind uh, of the Ray, a possible broken arm says here as of the time of doing this podcast we didn't, don't know what it is yet didn't Bobby Fish say during NXT that they were reattaching his bicep to his arm I thought he had triceps oh, wow. something with his arm yeah, yeah something bad happened reattaching something I thought that was just part of his procedure every time he had an NXT takeover match uh, <laughs> I think either it's real and we hope he's alright or they've exaggerated it to emphasise how dangerous war games is but either way yeah yeah uh, CM Punk says he's open to returning to wrestling and not just for AEW, but would also consider coming back to WWE, but it would have to be for an S load of money, which is uh, almost surprising to hear me being one of those guys who wouldn't, even back in the day when people go, oh, he'll be back and me going, no, CM Punk will never return after what they did to him. CM Punk be openly going, yeah, but uh, quote, I feel like an S bag, even saying that S ton of money thing. But on the W side of things, let's be honest, there's baggage, right? There's stuff that's going to be worked through. So I know how you get there. I don't. I really don't. But, you know, maybe he's looking at the likes of Goldberg and Edge and thinking, yeah, you know, they're going to pay me $2 million, sure. Did you watch Did you watch the snippet Rene put on, on YouTube? Because I watched it and it was very evident to me because I'm a, a, an expert in body language and mannerisms and stuff like that. I did, I did psychology at A-level and got a, got a C. Um, CM Punk's moved on. He's, he's done, he couldn't give a toss about wrestling anymore. I know he appeared on backstage and whatnot, but the lack of enthusiasm when he was speaking, you can tell it's just like, oh, this this crap again. And he swore there, this crap again. Let's just give an answer and create a few headlines. I think he's moved on. I think he's past it. He, he, he sang with more oomph. He sang a song to his dog with more sort of like enthusiasm about him. He sang a morning song to his dog, Larry. I love Larry the dog. Oh, what did he sing to his dog? I forget what it's a it's a custom song. It's an original piece by CM Punk about Ugh. how he sleeps next to Larry and wakes him up, and then Larry goes for a poop. And I don't know. It rhymed though. It was quite good. Was he was he a good singer? Because I remember when he did that Chicago song. Okay. No. <laughs> Unless Larry just he had don't... it coming. Oh, that <laughs> Chicago song. No, the Chicago song he did in Vegas to get heat. 
my home town. Oh, and I, I wondered if he was deliberately singing badly because he was a heel to be annoying, or whether he could just couldn't sing. Yeah, he I reckon he was singing... that Larry could hear. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon he was singing badly there just because he couldn't sing. Right. Yeah. Uh, if you had a dog, what would you sing to it? All of the lullabies. Oh. Um. God, that's a difficult question, isn't it? Who let the dogs out by the Baja men? Uh, would you woof at them? Hopefully they would do that bit. Oh, oh I see you go, who, you get the microphone, who let the yeah. dogs out? And you, the dog go, woof, 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 woof. I can't have a dog ever because I'm badly allergic, sadly. But I am oh. more of a cat person, which I know is Ross is going to think I'm a soulless for that. But I, I just love cats. They're great. No. I've never met a cat. I thought I'd like to take you home, pal. Really? I, I think thought, I thought that were many dogs. It's weird how dogs and cats just appeal to different people. I suppose I find cats adorable. They're not very loyal. They don't lo- they don't like you as much as a dog does, obviously. But you know, they're shifty to me. Every mm. single cat I've ever come across. I don't know if this is just me, but they've always been very shifty and very sort of sly. Not very welcoming. I've always thought there's an agenda going on inside that head against me for whatever reason. I've never mm. got that impression with a dog. Yeah, Fair I know enough. what Ross means. You, you say a dog, dog, come here. And he goes, all right, comes over and you give a bit of a stroke and you feel good. You say a cat, hey, cat, come here. And he goes, yeah, for another five grand. <laughs> <laughs> it's the CM Punk of the, of yeah. the pet's world. <laughs> yeah, for an S load of money, I'll come over there yeah. and let you feed me. Um, not much else happening. It's just speculation and people saying Sharp Flair has heat and blah, blah, blah. Uh, the only other news, I guess, is Rich Swan versus Chris Bay. Going to headline the Impact Wrestling show. It's coming up this weekend. That'll be That's the cool. second time in history. It's called an African American wrestler taking on another African American that wrestler. Um, the only other time was Rock versus Booker T. SummerSlam Wait, 2001. When you said this off camera, I thought oh. you meant in Impact. Is that ever? Yeah, the only one for one they were going to do Booker T versus Lashley at uh, what was it? No Mercy 06, I want to say. Yeah, that'd this be right. Seriously, and the uh, first... they changed it to a four-way the last minute, but got cold feet. So, so this is the second time ever the two African American wrestlers have headlined yeah. a pay-per-view. That is mad. It's a fantastic commentary on the professional wrestling business as a whole, isn't it? <laughs> I forget which wrestler said it. Actually, I remembered who it is, but I don't want to say who it is. But they made a good point, despite them being a wrong one. Um, in every other sport in America, that's not predetermined. It's like there's black guys at the top, more often than not. Golf, basketball, baseball. There's always like loads of black guys. Only in the predetermined sport of uh, wrestling, <laughs> it's always the white guys at the top. He's like, yeah, funny that, isn't it? Yes, it wow, is. Wow, racial commentary, Matthew. Fantastic. Well, yeah, no, please let us know what you it. think I about just, everything. I just agree. I just agree. He's expecting us to go, no, just, Matthew, you're being very cynical there, Matthew. <laughs> and I can hear people going, what, what are you talking about, you stupid white Brit? Matthew, I thought you were talking about something else. <laughs> Matthew, you're wrong. The white man yeah. has been held down for too long. No, Look, obviously, yes, I, I agree with yeah. you. It's not their fault Batista's better than them. Anyway, <laughs> we'll move on before people like, all right, stop talking. Batista's half Filipino, I think, or something. He's dual nationality, definitely. Yeah. I can't I like on the Batista DVD they put out. One bit in Triple H. Triple H comes out and goes, hey, at one point in time, Batista's Batista decided he was Filipino. Oh. And Triple H comes out. Yeah, one day, Batista <laughs> goes, oh, I'm Filipino. No. <laughs> and then goes to Virgil Batista hanging out with little Philippine people going, yeah, I'm half Filipino. And Triple H going, oh, yeah. What? Triple H thinks it's worked. <laughs> Batista's Filipino background. Oh. Batista just in bed and he went, 
I'm Filipino. <laughs> anyway. Um, By the way, just and races and wait, all sorry, things were like, go on. Just when you talk about the Charlotte thing, I think the implication was that Charlotte's win over Rhea Ripley and then her subsequent NXT title run has caused heat between the creative staff in NXT and in main roster WWE. I think that's what was being said. Yeah. I'm just kind of sick of reading these things on news websites where it's like possible heat between something that we can't actually determine or give an interview or anything. You never know. Guess. Oh, I have breaking news. Apparently, Monday Night Raw is being quickly rewritten minutes before it goes on air. That's like every like week. Like every yeah, single yeah. week, it's a point of the news. Ah, well, not much happening there, so let's quickly move on to the Hall of Fame. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. That's time for everyone's favorite segment, the Hall of Fame. In condescending order from last week, Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr., 8%. Wasn't very uh, good. Toblerone, 33%. But at a clear winner, 59%, which still isn't as old as he is. Sting! <laughs> Fantastic. Well, could have seen that one coming, I guess. Clearly, we don't know our audience at all. It's funny, actually, though. Isn't our demograph like much younger people than us? Do we know Sometimes. our demograph age? Yeah. It's That's a bit how mixed. great his reputation is. That majority of people voted on these things weren't around for Sting's golden years, but he has that reputation, that big uppedness. We have some older viewers. Yeah, we'll have to have a look at them because they're on they're on the back end on YouTube, like who watches where and how old they yeah. are. If they're... But then again, on YouTube, I don't know if you lads did this, but when you were under 18, of course your YouTube account said you were 18 so you could watch all the naughty videos. Aye. Ah. So maybe it's not very accurate. Um, but I'd be interesting to see. It's like in Monty Python Life of Brian, you go, are there any kids here? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, well done, Sting. And I imagine that was you, Ross, who picked that last time. It was I. Oh, fantastic. You get to go first then. Wow, what a bloody privilege. Um, I was in Morrison's again on Tuesday night oh, in Biker. No. I thought I'd go back at the scene of the crime. <laughs> the crime that was a man shouting at me in the, in the, midst, in the midst of a very busy self-checkout service area. <laughs> and I couldn't believe my eyes. I walked in and in the Biker Morrison's, you've got the meal deal section at the very front of the shop. And I was thinking, oh, quite fat. I can't be asked to cook anything for tea. I'll get myself a meal deal. And there was a guy there perusing, having a browse of the sandwiches. And you'll never guess who it was. Oh, no. my word. I can't. I'm, I can't, I'm on the edge Come of my seat. Was it? Can I have a guess first? Go can on, I have, go a on, guess? have a guess. Go on, then. Was it Norberto Solano? It wasn't Norberto Solano. There Matthew? was no, Trump, no trumpet in sight. Matthew, oh, I, I was going to say Norberto as well, so I'm out of ideas. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> No, I think Ross is going to say that it was the guy from the last time he brought up the story. <gasps> bloody was, Matthew. No! It, was, it was, insert name here, Irish man who shouted, WTF moments, King Ross, what culture, as loud as he could in the in the self-checkout service at, at, at Morrison's. But this time, he turned around and he's like, oh, Ross, how are you doing? And I was like, yeah, I'm not too bad, pal, how are you? He's going, oh. oh, I think you must have been a bit busy last time. I didn't get to speak to you. And I was like, yes, that was the reason, yes, that was definitely the reason, yes, it was. And then we had a nice little conversation so I felt terribly bad about the first interaction and he also said but he confirmed that he doesn't watch Cultaholic because he said uh, Jinder winning the world title was the final thing for him it was the final straw so he stopped watching wrestling and uh, I got his uh, his cousin blocked by JBL because JBL mentioned me and him in a tweet and JBL blocked the cousin because of that because he mentioned me in the tweet which I think is harsh on JBL's part 
we had a nice conversation. And I, I walked away from that, that three minutes back and forth thinking, wow, I was a bit of an arsehole. No, well, yeah, maybe I was an arsehole on this podcast running this guy down. But then again, he did shout at me in a very loud manner in the middle of a very busy Morrison's. But since he, he pulled it round and turned my perception of him, 180, I'm going to go for nameless Irish man from Morrison's for this week's Hall of Fame because it was a nice conversation. We spoke about wrestling. We spoke about his cousin. We spoke about what culture and cultaholic and how that came to be. And I was like, oh, I should give it a watch. And I was thinking, oh, maybe don't go too deep. <laughs> See me running you down. But uh, yeah, it turns out he's a nice guy. And I hope I run into him again when I go back to Biker Morrison's. That's a heartwarming tale. That's lovely. You, you, you hope you run into him again. In your Ford Focus. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's nice that you return to the scene of the crime and it, it turns out that, yeah, it is a bad idea to go to the scene of the crime because it's dangerous. And <laughs> that guy apparently waited weeks for you to come back. Well, I think it was actually... Like it was Fry's actually, dog from Futurama. He was, it was there a, waiting. It was a Tuesday oh. the last time I went, but it was around 7pm, I think it was. But this time it was around about 5.30. So I was thinking, well, it's a Tuesday. It's a bit earlier. Maybe I'll, I'll not see him there because this is the first time I've been back to Morrison since it happened. I was too scared to go back just in case he was loitering there again. But my heart dropped and Ellie turned around and walked out just because that's how pathetic <laughs> I am. Um, but no, thankfully I braved it. I faced my fear, <laughs> which was the Irish man in Morrison's. And it turns out he was nice. But the thing is, this time he was dressed. Maybe it was just the fact he was in his business attire because the first time around he had a nice dress shirt on and slacks. He was clearly dressed for an office job, whatever that office job was. But this time he had dirty, dirty sweat sweatpants on. <laughs> he had, had horrible, a... muddy trainers on and he looked like a right state. But he's... <laughs> You've had a... he's been sacked for what, you... for what he did to you. His boss is a fan of the channel. <laughs> And he thought, I can't be having this lot on my booth. Are you the one Irish man in Newcastle <laughs> upon time? <laughs> It'd be great, actually, though, if you've, uh, he's actually he's actually a secret agent. Mm. He's like, oh, this Irish man is dressed like this, this, and this. There's people in the KJB listening going, we found him. <laughs> <laughs> Biker Morrison's the guy. <laughs> uh, that's a nice, that's very heartwarming, Ross. In a completely non-cynical way, it's actually nice that you had that, you know, that bit of trauma, and instead of going, I'm never going to Morrison Spiker again, um, you went, no, I said it, I'm going, to over, I'm going to face my fears and do it and get over that. Are you being sincere here or not? I can't I'm tell. genuinely, I know I have like one tone and it's miserable, but I'm being genuinely hand on heart, like uh, trying to be serious for a second. Well, you know, as best as I can. Like, it's nice that you you went, all right, I don't like those situations. And I know maybe if the same thing had happened to me and I felt a bit upset about it, I would struggle to go back to that exact same place the exact same situation in case the exact same thing happens again and would you believe it it did and um, but you have me and that is a, a very strong way of overcoming trauma and things like that so i'm glad that you've it's, come out of this being feeling positive and uh not scared anymore it's kind of like when you um you sync up your bladder with someone at a house party or in a nightclub and you end up bumming into them in the toilet again and again over the course of the night. And you just have to think of more things to talk about. So what, what happens with the next wait, time wait, you see wait, That, that like, has never happened to me before. Has it not? Way. Has that happened to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you make the joke like, oh, God, we're here again in the toilet. People will think yeah. that we're together. What? Yeah. That's not And, then, and they're like, yeah, what a coincidence. Uh, what's Pachiti like? <laughs> <laughs> I've asked the, I've asked the DJ to play Dolph Ziggler's theme you're going to love it oh, oh cheers pal thanks mate cheers for that um, we've got to oh. hold on to what we what do you think of Roman Reigns or Smackdown 
I've, I've, miss I've, I've missed that. I, I really, miss yeah, I, I missed. Last time I did that was February. Jesus. No, but I missed nights out. You know, I'm not being on one for. Oh God. Anyway, um, anyway I like sorry, that sorry. story. Yeah. I like that story, Ross. But what? What are yes. you? What's gonna? What's the conversation gonna be if you see him again? I'll tell you what it's going to be. It's going to be him smacking me in the face after he's gone back and watching the podcast because he didn't know that Cultaholic was a thing. Oh, as, he said, as he said, he stopped watching wrestling. And, and what, what month was it in 2017 when Jinder was like September time? Was that something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was autumn. So yeah, Cultaholic launched a couple of months later. I think we might have been still working at What Culture when Jinder won the, won the title. So you might have gone back a few podcasts and seen what I said. And he's on the hunt for me now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love that of all the things that make someone stop being a wrestling fan, it was Jinder Mahal's title run. That was the final straw from him, he said. He, he actually did hashtag cancel WWE Network. Yeah. Ah, well, from that lovely heartwarming story that we already know is going to win, it should. Uh, Jack, what have you got? So in lockdown, I'm sure I'm not alone in this, but I found myself watching a lot of just very obscure content on YouTube and, and Netflix and whatever, just because there's nothing to do. So you, you take in some weird stuff that you wouldn't normally watch. But one of the things that I've watched and realized has a huge fan base behind it when I tweeted about it is now did I pronounce his name? It's either it's, I think it's Yelly. It's J E double L E. I think he's a Dutch man. Yelly's Marble Runs. Right. This is a YouTube channel based around once a year. He does a massive marble competition. He's built these different marble. Olympic it's on the beach. No, uh, there's one event that's like the the like the sand race or whatever. So there is one that I think is on the beach. Uh, and it's all built around fictional teams of marbles. Uh, and everyone gets really into it and supports the team like it's their own team and gets really competitive in the comments about it. Uh, my team is the O-Rangers. I'm a big O-Rangers fan. But I've been since told that apparently they're like the Man United of the marble world. So I'm supporting, I'm being a bit of a glory hunter here, which is devastating. But I can't go back now. I've picked my team. I can't turn on them. Um, and then I tweeted that I said oh just want to say that I'm an Arrangers fan for life and then this fan account popped up which was the official account of the Arrangers this Marvel team they were like great to have you aboard Jack I'm like what's going on and then all these other people are commenting saying nah you want to you want to pr- support the speed demons instead or the mellow yellows and I'm like oh my word what have, I, what have I caused here but everyone gets right into these marble races cannot wait for the 2021 Marble Olympics absolutely fantastic so mine is Yelly's Marble Runs. I think it's J E double L E Yelly's Marble Runs. J E double L. Have you searched it there, Matthew? I've had a quick look there as you're talking about it. Um, looking at things like the Tum- Tumult Turnpike GP, I think they do have one as well. Sold this <laughs> they because do there's genuine. When he says there's marble runs, I mean there's bits when there's just wooden bits. I don't know, and um, like the Crystal Maze Aztec stages. And then I'm looking at one there where it's a full-blown made um, Grand Prix F1-style yeah. thing. Yeah. The, the and it's marbles, mud. like the, the balls. It is addictive. To, is, it, is, it, is it a sport to watch? It's addictive because at the start of lockdown, me and my girlfriend were just sat in the flat one night and I was just looking at my phone and I came across it. was one on the beach. This guy just setting off. It was like maybe 16 marbles, I think it was. He just sets them off down this track that he sort of dug out in the beach and down they go the hill and then someone wins at the end, obviously. And then me, me and my girlfriend just spent the entire night watching marble marble races. It was just, you get into it, like. Maybe it was one of Jelly's arsehole back in the Might day. Might be one of Yelly's. It was... Uh, Yelly's. You can't handle know. this Yelly. They've also got like an official, like a proper commentator as well who's got a proper voice for it and stuff. And he's like, oh, there we go. He's keeping track of everything. And they've got league tables. 
And then, what's he called? Uh, he does, he's the British bloke, but he's in America. He does that talk show where he just exposes like FIFA's corruption and wrestling and stuff he's done as well. What's John he called? Oliver. John, Oliver. John Oliver. He is sponsored this year's season of it, but I think it's finished by now. Wow, that's that looks like a good way to kill a few hours. Yeah, that's primarily what I've been. Yeah, but now a, I'm a, a time big, hole. Big fan of the O-Rangers. I might get myself some O-Rangers merch. They're called the O-Rangers because they're orange. And oh, uh, really, I <laughs> might get myself some O-Rangers merch and just wear it on a video, and then there'll be like three people in the comments like, ah. So I'm I'm a fan. So mine is Yelly's Marble Runs. Both of you seem way more interested in this than I thought you were going to be. Wow. I thought you were both going to be like, ah, oh, whatever. Uh, well, I'm like you. When you get stuck in a rut of like, oh, Raw, uh, SmackDown, you like go and try and something else to stimulate your brain or something new to find out, like uh, trying to learn how to speak French on Duolingo, for example. And I've uh, got into stuff like Josh Ravel, which name dropped twice on this show, is F1 videos. Found out Very this wonderful good. world of all the crazy drama that goes on in F1. That's been something I found out. As well as the people of the, the N64 mod community had some sort of competition during lockdown and uh, decided to make different levels on Banjo-Kazooie. Oh. Um, so put Banjo-Kazooie in Goldeneye and all these other <laughs> little competitions just because, like, well, we're all doing lockdown. I might as well do this, which really makes you appreciate. There's all these people making marble races and uh, Banjo-Kazooie and Goldeneye mods, and we're here talking about wrestling. So did they make, like, facility in Banjo-Kazooie or did they make yes. Banjo-Kazooie in Goldeneye? Uh, no, they made Banjo, uh, made a level for Banjo-Kazooie to go in and collect notes and things. There's, in uh, Goldeneye? It's damn Goldeneye, then Facility. Oh, my God, the iconic too. Yeah. Facility uh, as well. It looks lovely. Facilities, Amazing. what a level. Yeah. Anyway. That's not my pick for Hall of Fame. I thought I'd just talk a bit. <laughs> my pick for Hall of Fame, it's a murderous row this week. God, My pick for Hall of Fame was I didn't see it live because I'm trying to keep a normal sleep pattern. I hate the idea of getting up late, even when there's lockdown. There's no reason to. Um the Twitch thing. Uh, Impact Airs on Twitch. And this week they had a big ups, like as we'll get into later on in the week of wrestling, with Impact Wrestling showing up. Sorry, AW showing up in Impact Wrestling. That's not the thing. It's not the whole thing. The Twitch chat, uh, supported by someone that <laughs> got like, a copy paste of the status around, apparently the entire night was full of AEW fans and Impact fans yelling at each other like it's West Side Story. Who are Impact like, fans? Boo, AEW sucks, boo, uh, Impact going, oh yeah, well, I know, I, I know right? Like, like, of course. Apparently this was the entire night on the Twitch chat with apparent, up to 50,000 people streaming it. So God knows what that looked like. And then during an advert, they all quieted. They all had an armistice, like we're having a Christmas thanks to Bojo. They all quieted down and united because they aired the Steiner Math promo. <laughs> and apparently the entire chat stopped fighting, turned around and just started quoting it ad nauseum. And uh, apparently like minutes later, when there's a match on, there's proper wrestling, people are still going. <laughs> it's like, chat at sacrifice. And all the other lines. And I like the idea of Scott Steiner bringing peace. Uh, just feed the power of math. <laughs> so mine is Scott Steiner cures Twitch. Nice. A, For like a brief- five minutes. I briefly meant to mention to you, actually, before we summarise the picks. On a graded episode last week on Dynamite, do you know when um, the Acclaimed showed up for the first time? And I mentioned them in graded. I was like, oh, the Acclaimed, Matthews told me about them on, on AW Dark and all that. And then apparently there's a little community of people who the Dark, the AW Dark chat on YouTube is like its own little group now. Oh, okay. Like, 
So they all have their own in-jokes and stuff. And apparently they've nicknamed... Who's the one who's on the mic? Like the mouthpiece of the acclaimed? It's not Anthony Bowens. It's the other one. Oh, it's the other one. <laughs> Max. <laughs> the good one. Max. That's no, a joke. I love Anthony Bowens. Uh, Max. Power. Aye. Max Power. I forgot his name. Sorry. Oh, no. What's he called again? Platinum Max something. Max Caster. It's nearly, yes. it's nearly, Max, it's nearly Max Power. <laughs> Max Caster. Apparently on the AW Dark Chat, and I disagree because I think he's very good as well, but they've nicknamed him Yawn Cena. That's very sad. Ross like Wait a minute, the AW though. Dark fans, so they watch it every week. Yeah, but they've called him... It's a been on AW Dark every they've week, call, I think, they, Apparently when he's on screen in Dark, and the chat all just fills up with Yawn Cena. Yeah. Right. Because he, he raps. Rippity raps. Yeah, but Yawn would imply that he would sing him to Boy. sleep with abject That's boredom. That's the thing. That's the thing. I think he's good. AW Dark Chat needs to step up. <laughs> Come on, man. But that, thanks oh, no, to so whoever... this, will make, this will make him work. Uh, Impact Wrestling fans are better. Oh, there we go. <laughs> but thanks to whoever commented that on my graded video, because you've given me an insight into a world of the AW Dark Chat, which I've not yet checked out live, but sounds interesting. Just Did bubbles see... and bubbles on this place, isn't it? Did we see the big news on our Twitch thing this week? I don't know what it means, but our little Andrew, who is the guy, Matthew, who looks like Adam, but smaller and happier and bolder. Um, Do you think so? He could be Adam's son, for all no. I know. He could be. Adam might have had a one-night stand in Yorkshire, and Andrew was the result of that one-night stand. He got raided, whatever that means, by uh, Adam Cole. Oh, baby. Oh. And he was sad that he was speaking about on Monday morning, or was it whatever day it was, I went next door and I saw him from a distance, by the way, before you comment, don't calm down. And he was speaking about <laughs> it and he was getting red in the face and he was getting a little bit sweaty. The excitement on the guy's face was adorable. So Adam Cole made our Andrews day and it was fantastic. Maybe it should be a Hall of Fame nomination down the line, but he, whatever raided means on Twitch, that's what happened between Adam Cole and Andrew Hodgkinson. Oh, you know what? That's nice. Well, a raid, for people who don't know, is when um, you're streaming and you're going to log off and do something else, you send all the chat to somebody else's. And this worked great for me one time. Evil Uno stopped his streaming to go, who else is streaming? Oh, Matthew will do his thing. And they came in. Generally, as I've learned, I've asked some people on Twitter, it's considered a good thing. Uh, if you know them and they're all right with it because, you know, it's going to work well. Sometimes it doesn't go too well with people. Um, apparently, Pachidi did a close their stream one time, and they bothered uh, poor Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian, I don't know what game or whatever he was streaming, but uh, maybe because Pachidi said so, or maybe just because the type of audience we have, uh, they just assault them with bingo, bingo, two fat ladies, twenty-two, <laughs> bingo, bingo, and then somebody's like, "What the hell is this?" And he got very mad. So uh, nice. Uh, did Andrew know who Adam Cole was? Yeah. Yeah, Andrew, he's oh, his okay. favourite wrestler. He's a wrestling fan. Is he? Yeah. He, oh, okay, because again, I've said this every time. I just think it's adorable how some people can know some things and whatever, but we did the uh, watch along, me and Tom and Andrew. I'm like, all right, Andrew, what do you know about 2000 WF? Nothing. All right, mate. Um, well, so who that guy is? No, who is he? He's Chris Benoit. Ah, oh, what happened with Wait. him then? Nothing. Wait, uh, Andrew? Yeah. Andrew had no idea about the Benoit thing? No. You're oh, joking. But, but then later on, it says, oh, that referee's Teddy Long. He used to manage Rodney Mack. So Andrew only knows, his knowledge is only from when he started watching wrestling and he knows nothing before. That's fantastic. He watched up to 2003 and then just stopped abruptly in 2007. That is phenomenal. So That is mad, that. I think Andrew would have been joking. Oh no, I don't know. We asked and he was dead serious. I mean, if you look, if he's speaking it, then that's... Oh no, don't say that. I thought he was being real. 
How does the how does the oh, concept no. of raiding work? Two. By the way, how does one raid someone else? Oh, um, you t- you slash does, raid and then you I just do call the... myself saying one there. How does one raid somebody else? Oh. <laughs> that would be grammatically correct. And what if you don't believe me, then your Irish friend will tell you next time you get a <laughs> bacon wrap. Um, you do slash raid and then space and then the URL, not the URL, the uh, Twitch name of the thing. So he's aware, Adam Cole's aware of our little Twitch channel, is he? Well, uh, some well, of them are, oh, and a, a quick note here. We, I did this to uh, Miro after our stream, and he came in like, oh, cult, uh, cultaholics, oh, fantastic, cult, 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 cabana, cult, cult. <laughs> oh, cult, oh, sorry, sorry. No, that's, that's not you, is it, cult? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I don't know who that is. No, I don't like Botchamania. I don't like Botchamania. And I was just like, all right, fantastic, Miro, have a good stream. <laughs> um, what were you saying, Joe? There was a bit of background that Owen told me. Apparently what happened was that Adam Cole was doing it back as a kind gesture because Pachiti had raided Adam Cole after one of his streams. And Owen said that he watched the clip to see Cole realise that we'd raided him because Pachiti gets... Pachiti does numbers on Twitch, Matthew. He's very popular on Twitch because he's silly. Um, so he was doing his one of his bingo streams or whatever and then raided Adam Cole. So like hundreds of people joined Adam Cole's stream. And Owen says that Cole's reaction to this was a little sly smile and then cultaholic. So apparently Adam Cole was like just doing the scratching our back back after a nice gesture by Pachiti. And, but it was Andrew on stream. Yeah. Lovely moment for him. Isn't that nice? It's Christmas. Yeah. Oh, speaking of cooperation, I did that to Triple Jump. And they were like... Mm. Uh, no, no, they weren't. No, they're, we're very nice now. And uh, in fact, I've got a video coming up with them soon, and I can't wait for them to Ooh, come out. And people are you doing one of? The, are you doing that series? What this game means to exactly me? Exactly, I am. Don't reveal what the game oh, is. Oh, I mean, that, that's half the half the appeal. So I can't wait what for them to come out. But I, I think felt, we've because they, they asked me to do one of those videos, and I watched oh, yeah. a, I watched a few of them, and I was like, I just don't have that connection, lads, with any sort of game. So I was like, I can't do it. I just felt like an arsehole because everyone else, I think everyone who works here, who's on camera, has now done one. Or yours is coming out soon, Matthew, obviously, and I'm the only one. But I haven't got that deep connection with any game. I used to play them because I was bored. That would be my video, three seconds long. Fair <laughs> enough. You know what? You should do that and do great numbers. <laughs> I am Ross. I like Chant Man. <laughs> it's a uh, fo- football manager Nelly made me fail uni end of video <laughs> <laughs> Ah, well that was a nice long productive Hall of Fame segment to go over them because you may have forgotten them like I have Ross has that the return of the angry Irishman from <laughs> angry is not the word <laughs> excitable we'll go with the excitable Irishman from Morrison's and Biker <laughs> how bad is that going to read if you look at it the first time going what <laughs> <laughs> Why is Irish being so important here? It's like, well, to distinguish from the other excitable people at Morrison's, of course. Uh, Jax is Marble Run. Should we say Marble Run or Yelly's Marble Yelly's Run? Marble Runs on Yelly's YouTube. Marble Run. And mine is Scott Steiner bringing peace to the Middle East via Twitch. It's anyone's well, game this week. It's anyone's well, game. Well, I'm, I'm interested to see who wins. But how can you vote for one of these? Oh, don't worry. I'll let you know right now. Please go to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic and place your votes. And now. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. <laughs> this week in wrestling. Start off with Smackdown, because it was on a Saturday. Roman, Heyman and Jay are in the ring to start the show, but they're cut off by Owens. He says he doesn't fear Roman and challenges him to a TLC match. A TLC. Well, that makes sense. And Roman accepts. They also set up a tag match for the main event. 
Later, Otis bumps into Kevin backstage and becomes his partner. Ooh. Uh, Bailey faces Natalia, but is preoccupied with guest commentator Bianca Belair. Natalia wins with the sharpshooter. Now this this can't be right. This can't be right. I'll I'm, check I'm, again. Uh, Bailey loses to Natalia in the sharpshooter. I've got it in again. my head now, Matthew, that Bianca Belair missed her cue because there's no way in 2020 that Natalia beats Bailey clean. And I know that Bailey's. I think she's on a, a nine-match losing streak currently, which again makes no sense whatsoever when we're building up Bianca Belair to feud with Bailey. Then maybe she beats Bailey, and it means something because Bailey held the title for seven million years. But she's lost nine matches in a row now, with the latest one being to Natalia Clean, and it makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. And I like how we've, at the start of the SmackDown review, by the way, we've skipped over the positive bit and we've focused on the negative bit. Or maybe I've <laughs> The way we like it here, positivity land. But uh, we'll be fantastic. coming to the positive bit at the main event anyway, because that's how all SmackDowns start off, don't they? So, uh, yeah, I think this must be surely setting up a. Bailey goes crazy after losing, and then she becomes Super Bailey or something. Amazing. Hopefully, it just doesn't make much sense, does it? No. Why would you knock Bailey down so far when you've got this brand new world beater on the scene called Bianca Belair, who needs a big victory to her name against somebody notable like Bailey? But when she beats her, when she's lost maybe ten or eleven in a row by that time, by TLC comes around, does that mean does that mean as much as it would have? Ah. Who are you to doubt the booking of formerly great NXT people on the main roster? I'm a man. Rhea who... Ripley has words for you, Ross. I'm a man who tried and failed to be hired by WWE, Matthew. Oh, what happened with that? Uh, I didn't fill in the application properly. There was a bit. Well, that's that's obviously the only reason I didn't get hired. <laughs> uh, there was a bit at the end where it said, "Like, please fill in your email address and this, that, and the other, so we can contact you to let you know." And I didn't do that bit because I thought I've plugged my LinkedIn in. I've got all my contacts on there. What more do you need? So I just skipped over that bit and I didn't hear back one way or the other. And I tried to ring up and I got to the uh, the voicemail service and I couldn't get through to Vince McMahon or Triple H. Oh. <laughs> this close, ladies and gentlemen. But hey, you're here though. I know. Yay! I was ready to go, Matthew. I was ready for a new challenge. <laughs> I'll see you in America, Ross. <laughs> see you there. No. Vince is Dude, what if, what if Andrew comes in and he doesn't say anything controversial about any of the wrestlers because he literally doesn't know them? <laughs> Is Chris Benoit here? It's like, no, no, Andrew, no. Uh, imagine, imagine, though, living a life like that where you had no idea what Benoit did. I don't I believe it. Amazing. I don't believe it. Working in wrestling. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe it. I don't think he has. I think he's taken us all for a ride. <clears throat> yeah, look, if, I, if I'm getting worked by him, then more fair play to him, because I don't know him well enough to know if he's fibbing me. So anyway, we'll pretend that he is. Moving on, we get a Pat Patterson Memorial six-man tag. Not sure how that works, but let's go for it. Uh, Big E, Brian and Mysterio versus Zane, Nakamura and Ziggler. Big E has new music and his chalk entrance is back. Wale. Huh? Brian yeah. gets the win with a small package on Zane, and they all beat up Ziggler afterwards for fun. Oh, five stars then, just for that bit. <laughs> I'm guessing Pat Patterson must have been known for getting beaten up by the baby faces at the end of his match. There was... There was a Patterson Memorial package beforehand, so I guess it might have just been because it was the match after the after the video package, yeah. maybe. All former Intercontinental Champions as well. That was the the angle. Oh, oh of course. thank you, Ross. Oh, Again, there it is. Thank, thank I, you. That not getting signed by WWE, we would have been going. I don't know. 
Yeah, and I, I, I don't think Big E's bringing the chalk back full time. I just think it was there because he was when he was in a continental champion, he did the chalk. But this oh. week, he created the cloud, obviously, and he walked through with his mouth open. Why? Oh, yeah. oh the clamminess. Like his favourite wrestler, Bill Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Snorting the chalk out his nose. Oh. Steady on now, Matthew, you scandalous man. Big E snorting chalk. <laughs> uh, allegedly. Uh, Sasha and Carmella have a split-screen interview. Carmella makes some good points, saying that she was champion longer than any of Sasha's reigns combined. Fair enough. Uh, I think Dean Douglas had a longer reign than Sasha at one point. <laughs> uh, Sasha gives her a title shot at TLC to prove she's better. I like um, the delivery of this one. They were both like very convinced in their delivery. But Carmella sitting there going, oh, Sasha Banks, it must break your heart. To be a wrestler has been your dream all of your life, whereas me, I looked into this and it's all come so easy to me. And I was thinking this is just Randy Orton and Edge all over again, but with different people. Uh, hey, that was the only drawback for me. Yeah, no, but it was a bit, it's a bit too soon, Matthew, for my liking. A bit too soon. I don't know why I'm speaking like this now, but it's a bit too soon. <laughs> And I've silenced Sorry, I the Jack room. Was gonna, I thought Jack was going to say something, but he didn't. Ah, oh, but it's, it's, a, it's a false finish. Uh, after being screwed by the Mysterios last week, Corbin gets revenge by beating Murphy with the help of two thirds of the Forgotten Sons. Yes. Ooh, how could Blake do this to Murphy? It says here. Ooh, well, they used no. to be pals. Can you name who the Forgotten Sons were? Blake. No. Yeah, Wesley Blake, Steve Cutler, Jackson Riker. Get it. Well done, Put some mate. respect on their name, Matthew. Not Jackson Ryan. Yeah. Or don't, yeah. Uh, Mr. Th- off the news, apparently he was getting trialled on main event this week. Jackson Riker being sort of Elias's uh, groupie? Is that the right word? Or Rody, is it? Rody, no, is it Rody, Rody, Rody. <laughs> no, it's not like it's groupie. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know what, Jack? Ross, that was it. Say it more often. Say it every week. <laughs> I hope Aiden puts that in the news this week. That's right. <laughs> He's the groupie. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, yeah, Corbin and Forgotten. Uh, oh, who cares? Moving no, on. That's a, no, good on Corbin for getting some backup against those dastardly Mysterios. That's what I was saying. Absolutely, <laughs> ganging up on him like that. The poor, the poor bugger. Yeah, Roman makes his entrance late to the main event tag match. Owens has Jay beat, but Roman breaks up the pinfall and puts on the guillotine, drawing a DQ because he's the illegal man. Mm. Roman beats down Kevin afterwards and attacks <laughs> attacks Jay's row with a chair. Just why. There's one little voice. What did I do? <laughs> Jay was annoying Roman in the opening promo because he he was trying to get in Kev's face and be like, oh, I'll accept your challenge. And Roman's like, he, he's talking to me. Can you just stop it? So I, I see what I see what's going on here, but I'm excited. I think they could have a really good match. I love yeah. how conflicted Jay Uso is. One segment he seems to be fully on board sitting on the side of the table with Roman at the top of the table. In other segments, he seems to be sick of this SHIT and he's ready to snap. And we've got to shout out that line from Roman Reigns to uh, Kevin Owens in the opening promo, which um, it feels weird to do it because we just, we just shot the, the, the Colties before this where I did it there in full as well. I'm going to do it in, in full again now. Do you want me to do it again in full or should I just yeah, leave it? Yeah, yeah. No, do it. Go on. Oh, I feel bad now. I feel... Uh, do feel the thing. About. Do, do the, the thing. thing. Do the raw. Raw. That was kind hey. of mega reference, wasn't it? Um, I, I like that one. Thank you. Yeah, um, Roman was in the ring running down Kayla Braxton for blowing a big shot at interviewing him. And then when Kevin Owens comes down, challenges Roman Reigns to a fight, Roman's like, uh, sorry, he starts sort of like being nice to Kayla Braxton, saying, Kevin, I'm a gentleman. There's a lady in the ring. Grow up. 
And that, that was the highlight of SmackDown this week. Once again, was Roman Reigns just being... I don't know how much better it can get week on week on week, but the smarminess of the guy, there seems to be no bounds to it. I think if you do get signed by a larger company for much more money, uh, we should just copy-paste you saying, the highlight of SmackDown this week was Roman Reigns. <laughs> You'll be right for the next six that was what That was one of the... Um, on the writing team, they have to have people who uh, sort of keep track of consistency and... And no, honestly, this is on the application. Uh, what was it that they have to the punch ups and all that? Malar. Yeah, they've, they've got people who monitor consistency and plot holes and flaws in the story and stuff like that. And I just I couldn't believe what do I they? was reading. They do. That is on the actual application for the writer's role, where you need yeah the the, the team has a person who does that. And uh, does he have a white stick and a little <laughs> dog with him? <laughs> God. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe that's like, do you have any questions about the job? And you go, yeah, is that real? And they go, no, it isn't. You get the job. <laughs> and by the way, uh, having an understanding of storylines and uh, the WWE, like, you know, the product and everything involved is just a plus. It's not a requirement. Oh. And I think that's where the issue is. Maybe. That the fact that it's not a requirement for to understand the wrestlers and the wrestling. <laughs> It's just a plus. You watched it before? Oh, you have, have you? Oh, come on in there. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, they, they want to recruit people who've never had an interest in wrestling for wrestling, like athletes rather than, you know, wrestlers. So, yeah. Who can you get on Cameo to pretend to be your spouse? That'll make them go, oh, wow, maybe we'll get them on the show. That seems <laughs> to work all right. <laughs> Gilberg. Was spouse the right word there? Uh, maybe not. Partner? Oh, you did mean it. Okay, I, yes. thought you were, I thought you were trying to say like relative, like you're the son or daughter of someone. Oh, yeah, that'll work as well. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Whichever works, man. Gilbert's my wife, he's my husband, he's my dad, whatever. Just gives a job. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, NXT War Games 2020. War Games! I was going to say, I didn't give that anywhere near enough the respect they deserve. Jack, what was the name of the show? I'm really tired. Um... I was really pleased when Ross did it because I was like, oh, thank oh, God, okay. I don't have to do it. Okay. War oh. games! No, not very much. We need, all need to do it in a circle like they did on that video. Do you see that video on social media this yeah, week? Yeah, and did they showed it on the show as well, so it was did nice. It was terrible. Yeah. They're really running that in the ground now, aren't they? So we might Come well get on, in guys. There. Let's put them to shame. Matthew, you start. Oh. Okay, guys. War games. War games. War games! This Sunday. <laughs> so much fun. Black Sabbath. War pigs. War pigs. <laughs> um, show started with Team, uh, team Candice, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm, defeating Team Shotzi, Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai in a war games match. It was good. It ticked the boxes, but by the standards, the lofty standards, I guess, of war games and what has happened previously, this felt more like they decided they were going to have two war games matches and they booked around that rather than having like, oh, real legit mega, mega heat. Uh, and in fact, they gave just as much build in the package in the video for this match to the tank that Shoti was building, which was very impressive. Chaos 3, we called it, yeah. coming out and doing its little thing at the entrance. Then they did the actual feud of the match. So... There was stake here, but not much sizzle. What do you think, Jack? I liked it. And did you mean sizzle rather than stay? Maybe I did. But it was good, but it wasn't great. 
Okay. Is that way I'm, so yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I liked it, yeah. and I was shocked when I logged on to social media and saw everybody kind of going, oh, I didn't really like it. I thought it was really fun, especially when they started... Yes, it was spotty and stuff, but especially when they started doing crazy stuff like Io Shirai putting a bit on her head and jumping off the side of the cage. That was crazy. And I really liked Emma Moon's eclipse onto... I think it was Dakota, maybe, onto two upright chairs. That was a cool moment as well. But I do, I do sort of understand what people meant. Owen was very annoyed, by the way, when we were watching it, that whenever, in both War Games matches, whenever anybody got a weapon out, all the weapons were under one section of the ring. Yeah. They'd all just piled their weapons on top of each other. But I thought it was okay. What did you think, Ross? Yeah, I agree with both of you. I just, if you looked at it in a vacuum, I just enjoyed these lasses doing some crazy moves and whatnot. But as you say, the story wasn't really there for this match. Um, it was more just to sort of set up Raquel Gonzalez, wasn't it, as the next the next would-be challenger to, to Shirai. But um, I enjoyed it. But as you say, it was the, the, the story lack. That's the issue, I guess. Was this, was this the, the fourth yearly war games? The third? Fourth? Uh, fourth. fourth. Now we're, that's the issue we're running into now. With the, we get with all the gimmick pay-per-views is the fact that it, it shouldn't be... The other, it should be the other way around, shouldn't it? That's the we say this all the time about the gimmick pay per views, and they should yeah. just change it. Yeah, and especially having two on one show, like last year, I remember them pulling off because they had the angles and mid turns and everything else like that, so it worked. This was good, but again, I think I'll just, I'll just reiterate thinking me crapping on the women, which apparently some people think I do every week or something. But no, it was good, but the fact that there was two on one show is already much of a muchness. And Io Shirai was outstanding in this. And I think she was probably the highlight of the match because, you know, they tried to get the match. And they stuck the cage. So then she had to put a bin on her head and jump off. Not sure of the logic there, but hey, spot. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that, yeah, they set up because it was that time of year and they could have done this match and probably been better if it had just been a big old, like, uh, five, one, two, three, four on four match. So it was Raquel, good. I'm not Raquel, being negative. Raquel yeah. got the win, so there was a point to it, I suppose. Yeah. She pinned the champion, so she's being set up for a push. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And Tommaso Ciampa defeated Timothy Thatcher. Oh, oh. a lot of meat, a lot of pounding here. Like, oh, oh look at that meat. Oh. Timothy Thatcher's <laughs> little uh, cauliflower ear popping Ooh. open. How, oh. did, how did that happen? I missed how it happened. I just saw the blood there. Uh, I think I think he just sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of Ciampa's uh, running little bicycle knees, I think. And it popped his cauliflower ear. The old knee brace. It did. And I was so enjoying this match. I was like, yes, yes, look at this. Different style of wrestling, not just doing the usual stuff. And Timothy Thatcher didn't win. It happens sometimes in life, Matthew. It's how you bounce back from this sort of adversity. That's what matters. Stay strong, my friend. You're right. I'm going to have to go to Morrison's next week. (laughs) What I I will say to Matthew is that it looks like the feud's going to continue. Because after the match, there was a big old stare down. So... There's hope yet for Timothy. I was thinking we were going to get uh, together <laughs> and be tag team partners. I thought that's right. the way it was sort of, sort of like, oh, you're quite good, actually. And I'd quite like to fight with you rather than against you. I thought that's what they were trying to do there. But, they yeah. might, because stuff happened on NXT that we'll talk about, I suppose. Yeah. He came up to him in a segment and went, I like your poetry. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts there, lads? Jack? I enjoyed it a lot. It was really yeah. good. Shade, a different yeah, variety on this card, that match. A different field, which mm. was nice. Good. I like variety on NXT. Uh, Dexter Loomis defeated Cameron Grimes via submission in a strap match. No more strap matches. No more. <laughs> Bored of them. How many have we had this year? There's been at least two. 
There was uh, Brian and the Fiend at the Rumble. Oh god! Uh, there was the eight. Was there one in AEW? I'm imagining. Dog, dog collar match was similar. Yeah, dog collar was similar as well. I've just it, it it hampers them too much, and they can only do so much in the match. And I'm just bored of them. Don't want to see. Why anymore. don't we invent a four way strap match where there's like four branches of the strap coming off? That I like belong, that. That belongs on that thing. Check when you used to host back on Channel Five. Oh, what was it called? Naked Jungle. It's a knockout. It's a knockout. Right. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant Naked Jungle as well. No, no, mate. it's Sorry, a knockout. Like, I think uh, that was Channel 4, wasn't it? Oh, of course his, it was. Getting his, get his willy out on Channel 4, what the yeah. like. Eh? Anyway, um, <laughs> wait a minute, a four-way strap match? That's more confusing than Chegwin getting brought up. I mean, how would that work? <laughs> There'd either be a circle or one attaching bit in the middle and four straps coming off it. I don't know. God, that'd be terrible. I hope they do it. <laughs> I hope they do it, mate. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, I swear, this match felt longer than the War Games opener for me. Um, it was too long. Yeah. This is the type of thing you think would be like, all right, a good five-minute match. But guess what? NXT criticism. Uh, every match on this show went way too long. And this especially. Again, sound like a negative Nelly, but yeah. Variety, yay. And then they give me variety. And I'm like, variety, but not this. No. No. Yeah, Lewis, not Lewis, Lewis though, is uh, able to walk around, I guess. So. Well, strap matches, strap matches. But when years ago, when the setting was right, there was a proper blood feud, and the heel was trying to get away. Yes, I understand it. But today, the way they're set up and the way they're executed, I know they're obviously hampered because they can't do the gory stuff they used to do back in the day. But just let it go, let it go. If 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 you if you can't do it like to justice, like they used to do back in the day, do it. But if you can't, it, I just don't think they're good. I don't know if that's just me. I just I don't like them. Fair, yeah. Oh, I sure. feel passionate about it. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Gargano defeated Damian Priest and Leon Ruff to get back his NXT North American title. It's an interesting three-way match. I think Leon Ruff got to show off some of the stuff he's able to do because the... <laughs> God, one of the rare times I've seen a promo package before a match take me more out of it. Like, I was less built up for this than I was before. Because <laughs> Leon Ruff's just like, I won. Smiley, smiley, smiley. Hello, I'm a good guy on WWE. Hi. You know, I'm like, oh, I hate you. I hate oh. you so much. I hope Damien <laughs> Priest splits you in half like oh. a turkey. And uh, no, they started wrestling. His little stuff that he does, um, the turning stunner, I think he did. At one point, a bunch of other stuff he did. I went, wow, Liam Ruff's really cool. This will be his coming out party. Then he lost. Yeah, um, I thought he was going to win. I don't know what happened. Yeah. And then we had a bit at the end where uh, Austin Theory returned. Uh, come back we've all been waiting for and he dared he 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 of all people desecrated it by taking his mask off and going it was me austin it was me all along i'm like no no see, do you see what he's done there he's gone it was me austin Common. austin uh, yeah Aye, we know it was you austin all right yeah nxt um so jack <laughs> what are your thoughts on this because you love gargano what no, I just stop it. No, I don't. I feel like I'm in primary school when someone says you fancy her. No, I shut up, man. Um, I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed right. I enjoyed the first like two thirds, but then the ending, I was a bit more like, uh, like like a lot of the matches. I think if it had been five minutes shorter, maybe it would have been great. But yeah, Ross. I enjoyed I enjoyed the way uh, Mr. Ruff was taken out of the match. Because obviously those things are bolted into the floor really hard. So him being so small, the 
velocity created by Priest when he threw him like that, which knocked over another wall behind the wall that went down initially, by the way. Oh, fantastic. But um, it, it's Gargano, man. I, I, I don't care. I don't, I feel like, don't care. I Thank feel you, like, Ross. It's not just me. I feel like Ruff should have been out for longer, like CM Punk in 2011. I feel like he, he should have been out the match for longer anyway, because he, mm. he was knocked out and taken to the back, and then suddenly he's like, I'm back! And I was like, oh, you're fine then. Absolutely fine. Like Groundskeeper Willie. Don't worry, I'll save you. You have to do exactly as I gets kicked. Hi. Uh, that was nothing compared to the main event, though, of War Games. The Undisputed Era. All of them, you know, they are. The team, big Pat McAfee. It is Pat, Pete Dunne, Danny Birch, and Money Lorcan. Whoa, look at all that men in a War Games match. 45 minutes this went. Bloody hell. But. These lot have been feuding for a while. Big Pat's had all the time to talk and give it that. Big uns every week. So I was very very, invest, very much invested in that. They got the tables out with the names on. Uh, do a, doing variety with Kyle and Pete. Doing proper catches catch can match at the start and just grappling each other. I like that. And Big Pat sold it. He has all. He has more expression in his face than all of Undisputed Era have in their entire body, maybe apart from Kyle. So it's oh, fantastic him going, what? oh, oh spaghettios. That's, that's, that's a big, that's a big, that's a big shout there, Matthew. Slander. <laughs> okay, I'm calling them rated my channel. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed this mostly up until the very end bit when suddenly Big Pat is kicking out of Panama Sunrises. That was the point. It was shocking. What? Yeah, yeah I wasn't shocked. Lord. I was like, Doesn't isn't everything going to be exactly the same on this bloody show? That's a Sorry, thing. I'll stop running. No, I thought like it's his, it's his signature, not his finisher. I thought I was, that was that was why it was all right for me. It's, it's I, not I his... think he's used it to finish matches before. Yeah. But he just the knee, the knee predominantly to finish matches, though, doesn't he? The I thought the, the Panama Sunrise was like a super finisher that he goes to when he really needs to put someone away. Oh. But I don't know, though. I'm not sure. But I like that he kicked out because... Pat's going to lose this match. Then you need something for him to cling on to. And I think he showed everyone how bloody tough he is, you know? But I can see what... He's good at the rest. I think he's sticking about. It's not as if he's like Tyson Fury. I think it would have been a bit wrong if Tyson Fury is kicking out of moves like that. But I cannot Pat, believe Pat, that. Pat's <laughs> going to be kicking about, isn't he? Um, I just I said this on Twitter this week. That, that in terms of celebrity crossovers, no matter who it is, they all need to be held that, that standard that Pat... Because when he was on his radio show or his podcast, where it was the next day with a neck brace on, yeah. we need that. We need that understanding. Because I know obviously they're pandering to a different crowd. It was Sadak sat here with our wrestling podcast and whatnot. And I fully understand that, but show us a little bit, you know. And I really did appreciate what Pat was doing, not only in the match but like afterwards as well. He's he's great. I love Pat McAfee. What is words there? And yeah, you know what? Full full credit to him for selling it. <laughs> With yeah, the no. Joel Gurton and neck brace thing. So well <laughs> done, mate. Uh, I was just, it, I am turning into an old man when it comes to NXT. And I'm sorry for people who watch it every week. I'm happy for you. I'm not telling you not to watch it. But I just look at it and go, I know what moves can happen now. I know who's going to kick out of stuff. And it's just not that interesting to me as it once was. Um, and if you guys are enjoying it, if you haven't watched wrestling like half your life like myself, then absolutely knock your socks off. Uh, War Games as a whole, the main event I loved. That, that delivered, that gave me everything I wanted to, even with that bit at the end, but um, like Champa, Thatcher, but you look at the results and you go, all right, try and guess the year. All right, lads, Undisputed Era win, Tommaso Champa wins a match, and Johnny Gargano wins a match. 
2018, isn't it? 2018, 2017, <laughs> 2019, 2020. Like, maybe we do need some... Okay, Champa doesn't want to go up the main roster. All right, well, give him a broom. He can sweep up the SmackDown side afterwards or whatever. They do need some change-up with some things on NXT. Because they have tried different stuff, though, because I wonder what War Games will look like if Karrion Cross didn't get injured or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe they've been forced to go back to the, the people they know to, to fill the, the more prominent matches on the card. Oh, yeah, you know what, Ross? I completely forgot that Karrion Cross got injured as soon as they started pushing him. And also... Um, Dexter Loomis got himself injured the exact time they were about using. Oh, and then Finn Balor also got himself injured. So, and you know Ridge. what? Ignore everything I just Ridge Ridge well, Holland. Yeah. You know what? I forgot all about that. Ignore <laughs> everything I just said. It was completely makes sense what they're doing. No, I'm just it, it, whether that's the, their initial plans or what, because it is a. I guess it is a thing that them having the same people at the top of the card, I guess it is an issue that needs sort of addressed. We do need more new faces at the top, but then again, they have had. I don't know how. It's a, it's a, it's a balanced argument there, Matthew, we've, we've raised there, I think. Yeah. Any other thoughts on uh, war games? No, I think I we've said all. It was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. all right. Yeah, there's been worse shows this year. Monday Night Raw. Look at Segway. On opens the show, but it's interrupted by Bray in the Firefly Funhouse. It's part of the build to Orton versus Fiend at TLC, but Randy wants a match against Bray tonight, and Bray accepts. Highlight of this, even though I do like the Firefly Funhouse bits, probably keep me going as a Fiend fan was they cut to the arena, and this has been something that I've, I've laughed at and many other people have laughed at. They used to show this, for some reason, when they had crowd in, to show people watching the screen going, ooh, look at that. This time they did it, and instead of like other weeks when they've shown the monitors watching it, which they show, right? This time they showed Randy, and he's got his back turned to it. Like, he wasn't even watching it. Which I thought, okay, that was good. That was a nice touch. Mm. Yeah. I honestly don't know what you say about this in terms of <laughs> speaking about it. It's a thing that happened. It's well, was. the main event happened later. So exactly, Oscar faces Shayna. Is about to get the Oscar lock, but Nia attacks Lana on the outside of the distractor. Lana reverses a powerbomb attempt through the announce table. Would be number ten, which distracts Shayna enough to get rolled up by Oscar. Uh, I kind of believe uh, this. Was, imagine <laughs> saying right. Imagine saying back in February when Shayna Baszler was beating everybody inside the elimination chamber that Shayna versus Oscar. And I was thinking when I saw that match promoted at the start of the show, I was thinking, right, there'll be shenanigans straight away between Lana and Nia, and we'll bugger it off, and then we'll go back to it a big pay-per-view. But no, we saw a lot of wrestling between Shayna and Asuka. Just imagine going back to February and saying, right, Shayna versus Asuka will be showcased on just a throwaway role for the first time. And it's just a, a beggar's belief how much how Shayna's been just shafted right down the card and saddled with, with Nia and... This makes this oh, just it, it makes you sad. And is Asuka still the Raw Women's Champion? Yeah, she is. Yeah. Well, why is she in the tag division with Lana? I know. Oh. It just it, they've made the right balls up with this completely. I just think it's the women's tag team titles. I think they're just something that they, they don't have any stock in at all. I just think they need to go. We've tried it. The company obviously don't have any sort of like they don't want to put any emphasis on it, do they? And I know it's the big feud at the moment, but it's just because the. People are just... Nyra and Shayna aren't a tag team. Asuka and Lana aren't a tag team. They're all together at the minute. Let's do some things. It's just... it's not. There's nothing there. Is there? Is this just me being dramatic? No, no, I, I totally Throwing agree. the toys out the pram? No, no, I think, I think, I think you're right. No. Matthew? I, I agree with most things you said, but I'm also trying to stay positive after a little NXT thing, so I'll just go, yeah. <laughs> but um, it is setting up, though, a tables match at TLC, though. I think. I assume. Yeah, yeah maybe the stipulation hasn't been out still, has it? But surely, 
the announced table match. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Ricochet decides to team up with Dana Brooke to take down Retribution. That's how well, you beat someone. You team up with Dana Brooke and then you guarantee to win. Well, Riddle rolls up and is just so oh, wacky. Sick of it. Says here. Sick of it. Wacky Riddle. Hey, what's With he like? Bronuts. Brilliant. Yeah, you get it. Dana and Ricochet beat Reckling and Slapjack. You know what? I'll say that again. Dana and Ricochet been Reckoning and Slapjack. Of course they did. Yes, it is Reckoning. There was absolutely no mention of Reckoning's mask falling off within two seconds of last week's match, revealing Maya Yim. So well, I guess let's pretend that the different people. She's it was, reckoning yeah. now. That's, it was that's, reinforced that's... this week, though, because she got one hell of a slap by Dana right at the start of the match. And it didn't come off, and it, it fell off away less last week, which made me think it was supposed to happen. But obviously not. Mm. It was obviously just a mistake. Yeah. Uh, I think it, that other hitnets, other hitnets splitting up uh, Retribution already with this Ali getting angry, malarkey. Possibly, yeah. Hope yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> so we were, we were really worried, weren't they? Like, oh, no, Retribution are going on a winning streak. Matthew's fiver might be at stake. Oh no, it's all right, lads. They're back to losing. It's all right. You, you the fiver is safe. The fiver is safe with me. Or it will be when Pachidi gives it to me. I was gonna say you need to collect that. God. I know, but like Pachidi is now fully immersed in the world of impact. He doesn't exist in reality now. <laughs> we haven't seen him in a year. I think he's like the lawnmower man. He's just actually living in the computer. Anyway. Where we at? Uh, later, Riddle tries to also be friends with Jeff Hardy. Jeff loses a match to Lashley and Riddle helps him out afterwards. I like that match between Hardy and Lashley. Um, they were going to be the Hardy Bros, according to Riddle. Broetry and motion. Broetry, yeah. Do you want my donuts? Like, spare me. Even Jeff Hardy's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, even Jeff was like, ah, you know, that's a bit too out there for me, to be yeah. honest. I don't think it's that bad, me. No! I think it's fine. I, I, I got a little chuckle when he was speaking to AJ Styles last week, saying you remind me of my pet rabbit. <laughs> I think that maybe... <laughs> was this because you wanted to be employed by WWE? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, think I, I love wrote, that bit I with the rabbit that you I did on Raw. Because <laughs> I feel like the character of Matt Riddle, right? When Maybe it's because... Who? Well, Riddle, sorry. Thank you. When you see him, the thing I always went back to when I thought he was brilliant was he was in the Progress Super Strong Style 16 tournament and Trent Seven cut a vicious promo on him to start the match and was like, oh, you didn't really cut in the UFC, did you, mate? And was like making weed jokes and stuff. Just tore him apart. And then Riddle came out and kneed him in the face and won straight away. And I was like, oh, God, who's this guy? This is fantastic. And now he's running around being a stoner, but in a world where stoners can't exist. It's so weird. It's so bizarre. Hmm. I don't understand. Maybe we're like, oh, it's okay. I'm on that legal weed or whatever. <laughs> the Valvinus Depository. He's just high depository. on life, lads. He's just high on life and he's having a great time. He's, he's living life to the fullest and pretending yeah. each day is going to be his last. So he's making the most <laughs> of it. And I think it's inspirational. Yeah. I wonder why that would be. <laughs> um, anyway, moving quickly on. I was there for that uh, Progress show. It was a blast. That was the main event, by the way. That was the main event. (laughs) Yeah. Five-minute promo from Trent talking about, yeah, you suck. You can't get employed by WWE because you smoke that much. Whatever. And then, uh, yeah, get kicked in the head. And we're like, yay! (laughs) Uh, Where are we? AJ Styles and Omos are the guests on Miz TV, which is basically an excuse for Miz and Morrison. Get this right. 
to make fun of Drew and Sheamus's accents. Like every other wrestler does whenever they have a feud with Drew and Sheamus. Yeah. <laughs> and what they are, show what are, how much they know about Scotland and Ireland in 2020. I was going to say, they need to watch more of our podcast because, uh, sorry, John got his um, his stereotypes mixed up. Oh. You can't be calling a Scotsman a sheep shagger. Yeah, everyone Wales. knows that the Welsh, but the Welsh, they <laughs> shag the sheep. The Scottish, they just eat the haggis, don't they? Yeah. No, Toss I've the everything. <laughs> You'd think this, but no, I've had other Scottish people tell me, no, that's an insult to certain bits of Scotland. Oh. Get out of town, Matthew. Probably no, there's lots of people who shag sheep in the UK and <laughs> Ireland. There's people who live in the UK and sometimes been in Ireland. It is so weird seeing on this show, they have to bring up the fact that, hey, these guys aren't from here. Hey. I'm Drew Mac and like, oh Christ, okay. I yeah. drink the Guinness in like, all right, okay. For a supposed actor, by the way, the Miz was terrible. <laughs> I mean, I take the piss, but at least I sort of sound like it when I do my impersonations and my character, <laughs> my caricatures. But the Miz was terrible. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. Morrison, I think, fancies himself a bit of an impersonado or whatever. Because he once walked up to me and someone else backstage in WCPW and just started talking to us in an English accent. It was very bizarre. So I think he, I think he thinks he's quite good. What type of English accent, though? Southern, I think more Cockney. Yeah. All right, chaps. Hello. No, I'm more like all right, chaps. How's it going? Expecting us oh. to be like, you've got abs and you're funny. What the hell? <laughs> but instead, we just kind of were awkward and we're like, all right, mate. You ever seen Jen do her Essex accent? It's it's terrifying. Oh, oh my god, Matthew! It's like she's been possessed by a different human being. <laughs> it's terrifying. That's very weird. Oh. Very strange. Awesome. Don't like to think about it, actually. Uh, last thing before accents, before I move on, bore everyone to tears, is uh, whenever Tom Campbell does an impression of me, I'm scared of how accurate he sounds. Oh, really? He did one, someone copied it because he did a video with uh, Andrew, who's getting a lot of plugs on this show. And yeah, it was like, oh, and Matthew's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've heard Tom, oh, Matthew. He, he does that thing you do where he's like, right there, pal. <laughs> yeah. Right there, pal. Right there, pal. <laughs> I love him doing me. It's so good. See, <laughs> hey, that's a soundbite. Hey. Um, uh, later we get a three-on-two handicap match, which the heels win after Sheamus accidentally hits Drew with a bro kick after they said that they were definitely not going to feud. So Sheamus and Drew brawl backstage and are separated by Pat Buck, of course, who they follow <laughs> on through a table and they're friends again. I love this segment because they are like biological brothers because that's how brothers do the things. Someone makes a mistake, they have a fight to sort it out, they go for a pint afterwards. I love their relationship on Raw. Long may it continue. Yeah. Now, well done at them passing the book. I've got a... Uh, I've, got a I've got a wee theory uh, here. <laughs> so, to, <laughs> um, so Keith Lee at one point in the show, which I forgot to include in the notes, finds Seamus and goes, I know what you're up to. You're getting Drew on side, then you're going to turn on him and stab him in the back, and you're going to try and win the championship from him. I think that it's going to be Keith who stabs Drew in the back, and Keith is going to win the Rumble, and Keith is going to go on to WrestleMania. I'm just saying, that's my theory. Keith wouldn't do that. Keith would do that. Keith would. Keith is made of sterner stuff than that. Nah. He's a man, he's a man of low moral fibre. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would actually make sense because Keith has been pushed aside behind Braun, who's now injured, and uh, all the others. So him going, ah, sod it, might as well turn. Gets you could say that we forgot time. about Keith and that we shouldn't forget about Keith. Oh, sorry. Say that. PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, 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 <laughs> Keith! 
Ooh, oh, brilliant. Kobe, Kobe Kingston beat Shelton Benjamin, his ECW oh, and sci-fi it. rival. Uh, wait for this Christmas, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. Say no more. <laughs> it's not me. It's, oh. a, it's not me and Tom. It's it's more. We're growing in numbers. Oh, no. Take the charts by storm. We are this Christmas. That's all I'm so, saying. Fantastic. I can't wait. So Cedric Alexander challenges Kofi to another match immediately, which then Cedric wins. And Cedric's being almost Jey Uso-esque in his way of like, no, 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 I'm going to ignore what the boss says. I'm going to do this thing. He's that little guy yeah, who wants to show it. It's that little dog who can't stop yapping at the big dogs. Oh, the I didn't. Thing. There was a bit There was a bit missing for me because obviously we went off the, the match last week where Cedric's going mental. He's going, yeah, I'm the greatest wrestler ever. And uh, it was an MVP and Shelton in the ring at the time. They were just like, where? Yeah, and that's how the segment ended. And they're rocked up this week and everyone's going, ah, aren't we all great? There was a bit missing there. They needed to pull Cedric to one side and have a little word. You get a bit too big for your boots, you are, body lad. Yeah. Something like that. But that's me liking my storytelling and wrestling. Mm. No, There's a chapter Ross. missing for me. Yeah. Orton faces Bray in the main event. He hits the RKO and goes to make the cover, but the lights go and Bray's replaced by the Fiend. Orton gets choked out in the show. A fantastic use of the pre-tape. I really like that. <laughs> I don't like the Fiend anymore or feuds associated with the Fiend because then every feud with the Fiend becomes this. And uh, I know we wanted yeah. more characters in wrestling. Maybe we were wrong. Maybe we were wrong to one. No, that. no. We also said that the fiend should appear maybe once a month or something like uh, that. Not yes. every single week. Opening and closing the show every single week. Uh, yeah. Right. There was that one one match they had. He made three appearances in a retribution match. And it was the star of the show. I'm like, so, no, not enough. Please. You sounded but, so Alvarez there. He made three. No, no, please. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, I know I'll do something. I'm not negative here, but I'm not that bloody negative. Uh, I enjoyed the Firefly Funhouse segments because they're just odd and bizarre and stick out so much from the rest of the show. And I like that. Because, like I said, a lot of issues with WWE and NXT now, sadly, is everybody acting the exact same bloody way. So I see the Firefly Funhouse and those crazy segments. They don't always work, but they're different. And I appreciate that. And then it translates to them having a match. And then suddenly he's like teleporting around the arena. And I'm like, oh, okay. Right. Like in Kane in 98, when he was making fire, like, Blowing up cameramen with his light, and you're like, nah. that's why I'm sat here today, Matthew. Oh, that got me as a kid. Oh, Ross loves Kane. I'm Kane. happy for you. I don't know what to say crap. Um, I like <laughs> Kane's character. I like him coming out in the big suit, the big red light, Paul Bear, and all this, and I will get you, and all that stuff. That was great. And he'd be like, lightning, <laughs> fire Arga whatever, like Fire Fantasy character was a bit silly and I'm glad they stopped it. Okay. But, but you know what? I love Kane. You know what else I like? <laughs> Kane no, has wrestled no, no, many no, different I see companies. how it is, Matthew. Before. I see how it is. I see how it is. It's fine. Let's just move on. Let's just pretend this didn't happen. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Ross. <laughs> we can go back to unintentional racism if you like. Oh, no. No. Yeah, let's not. Kane has wrestled many places. He's wrestled WF, AWW, and uh, Smoky Mountain. He's not wrestling Impact though, has he? That's right. The Tuesday Night Delight. Oh God, Impact we... Wrestling. Oh God, are we? Okay. I mean, I watched the Kenny Omega segment. That's all I watched. Yeah, it's because I had to flick through this. Uh, what's the the two bits of the show that was an important bit? First bit: Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone have <laughs> paid for an advert to advertise the plug this upcoming Dynamite show tomorrow on uh, TNT. Hey. <clears throat> Tony Khan having a hell of a time here. 
living now, his dream and doing the doing the thing that I've done many times there. I have just done the bench press for the first time in three months, and now I feel like I'm Conor McGregor, arms folded, <laughs> pose there, uh, showing off the, the guns, and asking Tony Khan, hey, you, you used to be an impact, right? Tony Schiavone says, yeah, yeah. Uh, one night I was at impact, and then I quit the business for 18 years. <laughs> Schiavone's class. Now, wow. since Tony Khan was revealed as the man behind AEW, I've been waiting to see how long it would be until he got properly involved. I know we've seen him in Gorilla shouting at Omega as he leaves with his belt or whatever, but I was waiting to see how long before Tony actually puts himself in. And he lasted a lot longer than I thought because I thought he wouldn't be able to help himself. I thought he'd be right in there. But you could tell he was enjoying doing this promo like a lot. He was loving it. He's like, I'm a wrestler, get in! Rich of me to say, I know, but... Absolutely. It was filmed from the waist up to hide his bulge. He was very much loving this. <laughs> and you know who else was loving this? The main event interview where Josh Matthews stops by Kenny's trailer. Where Kenny and the Don are changing the nameplate on the AW belt. Uh, and they build this up. It was like the most ridiculous thing. Talking us, ah, I've been preparing this not for months, but for years. You think I wanted to come back and do a podcast or just commentate for New Japan? Mwahaha! And explains that it was all part of his elaborate plan, Mr. Bond, and how he's always been setting this up because Don and Kenny go way back when they were kids and blah, 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 the Golden Sheik and all this. And yeah, apparently John Moxley hitting Don Callis to distract him and letting Moxley, uh, Omega hit him with the thing and win the title was set up months ago, years ago. You fools, you mad fools. And now Kenny Omega is just playing Kenny Omega. <laughs> He's just made a parody of himself, basically. Yes, I'm so great. Woohoo! Comic books, nerds, Super Mario 64. Woohoo! And uh, and he says he's going to Lex Express his entire title run. So he's going to be in his little camper van, going to different territories. Hopefully, Triple Mania will be next in December. Oh, we're in December now. And then he bids us adieu and good night and, and all that. Yeah, <laughs> this I... was camp class. <laughs> it was good. The only drawback for me was that there was no announcement really. Was there? Because they said, we're going to reveal all on Impact. I guess they did reveal the, the they, behind the scenes. Yeah. They're yeah, bad lads, aren't they? They're bad yeah, lads. I thought it was such an inspirational babyface promo. Because <laughs> for so many years, we've had these world champions that people like me and pretty much people like you too as well. It's unattainable for us to be like Ric Flair was in the 80s and stuff like that. But there we have Kenny Omega. Massive nerd. I used to collect comic books, me, but now I collect world titles. I thought it was so inspirational. It made me think I could be a world champion one day, somewhere. Fantastic stuff. I've just remembered. One, so we put on Twitter this week, or was last week, rather, about uh, someone was asked, Nick Gage is doing an interview, and he goes, I was there in Japan. We went out night out, and he started doing karaoke, and Kenny Omega showed up. I looked at Necro Butch and went, my idea of a night out does not involve Kenny Omega karaoke. I'm leaving. <laughs> and someone taking a photo. And it's just like, it's like almost like, you know, like trying to track someone to get in the uh, expose. Kenny Omega talking to somebody like this, like, la, la, la. and it's just Nick Gage in the background looking at him going, <laughs> best. And Nick Gage walking in, all right, let's party. And it's Kenny Omega singing Wonderwall. He's like, all right, bye. <laughs> so yeah, that was Impact. There was some matches on the show. Um, they were all right. Some people have speculated that Impact wasn't told that much in advance. So this wasn't like, a, oh, my God, you won't believe the, the show we have for you today, folks, or anything like that. It was just, here's a show we've made. 
and yeah. some stuff. And nothing necessarily wrong with that, but I think some people... There wasn't that much on the show to entice you to watch next week. And that's right. Kenny Omega's going to show up every week, if that makes sense. Um, they did one, little, one tiny little thing when Rich Swan trying to go through the parking lot, and then some guy's saying, no, you can't. You're not on the list. And he's going, I'm the champ. And he's, no, no, this is Kenny Omega. So maybe Rich Swan next week will be like, oh, I'll get you, Kenny. We'll unite the titles. Christ. Um, <laughs> but right now, it's just it's early days. But you know what? It was interesting. I'll give it that. Yeah. So, almost as interesting as the next night on AW Dynamite, where Don Callis and Kenny Omega did pretty much the exact same promo, but in the ring, arriving at the arena via helicopter, just in case you weren't one of those 50K people who saw the, the Impact stream. And elsewhere, the Young Bucks beat, uh, what's the tag name? Evans T- and Han Helico. THTH2. What's that sound for again? The hybrid, the hybrid two. two. The hybrid two. It's so weird seeing the two there. Yeah. Let's go. Is that Tony Hawk's two? <laughs> Every time. Swear to God. Uh, then the acclaimed, of course, Max Caster and uh, Bones, try to jump them afterwards because of the few the thing that happened last week. But I and because, and because, and because, and because Matt had thrown Jack Evans over the barrier into them right. as well. Salty. Yeah. Salty that we prefer uh, Nick Jackson over Matt Jackson, I guess. I'd be mad too. It's not out yet. We'll find that out in the future. Yes, I'm just speculating. Um, Jack, <laughs> any thoughts here? Um, I, you know what? I didn't enjoy the match that much, Matthew. I thought it was okay. I thought it was a lot of impressive stuff. But I said on graded that often I defend the young bucks, but in this case I couldn't. It was too spotty for even me, even indie me. I wanted a bit more story. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, if this had been a crock and hole for stardom, I bet you would have given it five stars. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Sting interrupts an in-ring interview with Cody and Shivani and says he didn't come back for Cody. A lot of people say that. He claims that things feel awfully familiar oh, around here. And are... points... I'm just doing the, the fake crowd noise that was on top of this segment oh, while you were yeah. speaking the camera just to try oh, and... My oh, thank God you, thank you, heaven. Boss. Why yeah, were they yeah. doing that? <laughs> it didn't really match, did it? Uh, he claims that things feel awfully familiar around here and points to Derby up in the stands. Sting says he's officially signed and plans to spend a lot of time right here in this very ring. Does he mean in the ring? Yeah, because he was stood in the ring. That would make sense. He mm. patronises Cody and leaves. Not like patronising us, which you can do at patreon.com. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he made Tony Schiavone do it, do it, do it. Do what? Oh, you know the bit. He goes, all right. It's Sting! So, that was nice, I guess. But yeah, when he said to Cody, like, I'll see you around, kid, and then left him. And Cody looked, Cody looked rattled, you know. Cody Wait, would have been? Bloody Cody Rhodes thinking he's Bertie Big Bollocks, and then our Sting rocks up and goes, no, pal, I'm not here for you. You sit down. You're Cody Rhodes, and I'm Sting, and we're going to have a wrestling match. I'm terrified, me. That's what I, I think they're going to have a wrestling match, aren't they? Yeah. Maybe Darby and Sting, though. I don't know. I think Cody and Sting could do something, as long as there's a crowd there, or a crowd machine. Yeah, Cody. That'd probably get <laughs> the crowd in, because Cody's really good at that old-school style. I'll, I'll let me reference a promo from the 80s and stuff. That, that, that works really well. Apart from that, I'm not even sure I want a match between Darby Allen and Sting. To be honest with you. Unless oh, it's just they... Cody... Unless it's just Sting bumping and feeding the entire time for Darby. He did that big throw, the, the callback, didn't he? But the line, the only thing that's sure about Sting is that nothing's for sure. And what happened after that all the way back in 1990? Was it five or six or five? Five. 
What's your, what your phone to? That when Sting's in the ring with the NWO and he's saying like the only thing that's sure about Sting is that nothing's for sure. Oh, 96, because that's 96. when they got fake Sting. Yes. Like, Look, it's that we got Sting. And then like the fact that some people believed it was him, he went, you really think I'd do that? Sod you. Then sod it off, didn't wrestle for a year and was like the second hottest thing in all of wrestling by doing nothing. Exactly. He oh. didn't speak for an entire year. So maybe that's where we're going to here. <laughs> and we're buying, ourselves, we're buying ourselves plenty of time until we all forget about the potential that is Sting wrestling at the age of 61 and after being forced to retire. Because yeah. I was I was heartbroken watching Undertaker and Goldberg me and I don't want to go through another game with Sting. You're right. This is no country for old men. But I like the idea of Darby Allen. Oh, look, it's Darby Allen up in the stands by himself. And then there's Sting also like two rows behind him going, oh, you've you've already got this bit. Oh, I'm, I'm really sorry, mate. Like, <laughs> um, don't look at us. Don't look at us. And just kind of sneaks away. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. Yeah. FTR defeat the Varsity Blondes. Love that name. And it is a nice name. Obviously, reference to the Hollywood Blondes, that Pillman, blah, 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 blah. And Pillman Jr. was in this match. And boy, oh boy, my my little feelers in the world of uh, wrestling gossip wondering, did Brian Pillman Jr. do something to annoy FTR? Or did they just not like him? They batted him. They absolutely had their way with little Pillman Jr. and were nice as hell to Griff Garrison. And maybe oh, I'll really? move my lies and stuff as I, I tend to do. This. But they, man, they were twatting him. They were swatting him. It was, everything else. Mm. It's good times. I love you, FTR. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Hangman accepts Reynolds and Silver as his tag partners for next week as they do the compelling argument. Well, who else are you going to team up with? You, know, yeah, <laughs> you remembered he's got no friends. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And also, he was like, at the end, it's sometimes wrestling storytelling doesn't have to be complicated because he was going, all right, I'll team with you, but I'm not going to join the Dark Order. And I was like, well, you are. Like, you obviously are. So you might. I, do you think he will? He's just an associate, like how Bret Hart was associate with NWO no, Hollywood. not that. <laughs> Bollocks. <laughs> I can't picture it, me. I, I can't picture Hangman as part of their thing. I think them saying he's in it and him not denying it, like they'll take a group photo and he's just there like a meter Actually away from them. Roma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and related to this, Dustin Rhodes beats number 10 from The Dark Order. Afterwards, Evil Uno offers him a place in the group. And you go, yeah, you could be seven. Brilliant. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, whatever, drink it. Oh, oh, WCW, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. That, that was the that was Nancy a, Uncle Fester. He yeah. could have chosen any other number, and Dustin might have said yes. But as we all know, Dustin doesn't like talking about his old bad gimmicks. That yeah. and Black Rain, I think he doesn't like talking about. Yeah, he he absolutely does. And Dustin was like, "This, that's a good offer. That seven. Well, <laughs> And uh, Dustin refuses and slaps him down, but Uno says he'll change his tune. I can see Dustin in the Dark Order. I can see purple face paint. I can see it. Yeah. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Has he ever won a match with a running bulldog? Aye, that was weird. I've seen him do it so many times when he doesn't. He lands on his knees and whatever. It's a classic gold dust manoeuvre from back in the day. Um, I've never seen him win a match with it, though, have you? No. Off the top of my head. My reasoning for it, and it was tenuous, was that Ten had just been distracted by that little scuffle with Aaron Solo in the crowd beforehand. Mm. But he didn't get hit by Aaron Solo. He got pushed by him and then kicked him in the chest and then got back in the ring and the veteran Dustin was there. Bang. I thought he was going to kick out as well. It was odd, especially because he's like the powerhouse of yeah, the, the Dark henchman. Order. Yeah. Look, he's old. If his finish is a bulldog, it, that's it. Um, <laughs> I also like the fact that they announced that they call him the natural Dustin Rose. Like another throwback to a WCW thing. Do you, do you, do you know what that was? That old no. theme he had? Yes, they call him the natural. The theme tune. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you remember that WWE that house show where they pulled a rip? No, he, he was actually dressed up as just the natural Dustin Rose, wasn't he? Whatever it was. Was it Starcade, oh. the first one? When they brought back that gimmick for one night only with the theme tune? That was my first exposure to the theme tune. How naff it is. <laughs> I remember that. Did they have... Oh, I'm sure, a few years ago. I'm sure I can picture Gold as dressed as the, the natural... Because I remember them coming down the ramp to the theme tune. I was thinking, wow, what's this oh. theme tune? And I looked I looked it up and it is terrible, isn't it? I'll have to go check that out. I, I have no memory of that whatsoever, but it probably happened. I think so, it was the first, start, the first Starcade that brought back as the house show. Yeah. Awesome. In a sit-down interview, Shaquille O'Neal apologises to Brandy for his Twitter feud with Cody oh, and says he respects the Rhodes family. He also disagrees with Jade Cargill breaking Brandy's arm, but can't wait to see the pair resolve it in the ring. Brandy's like, that's actually fair enough, mate. Cheers. Oh, it's actually nice. Wow, all right. As she leaves, Shaq says she should watch Jade for some pointers and Brandy has enough and throws water over him and storms off. And he stares into the camera. He's like, <laughs> you know, I was a sit-down interview because Shaq couldn't be asked standing up. <laughs> this was, uh, yeah. When you picture Shaquille O'Neal coming into something like AW, you, you're waiting for the fireworks to go off. So right now, I think we're just lighting them at this stage. Waiting this for something to happen. Brandy, my, one of my big fears before AW started was Brandy becoming Stephanie McMahon. And this promo confirmed in my mind that she is Stephanie McMahon. Ooh. Annoyed at Tony Schiavone would just say that she's the chief brand officer of AEW and then reel off whatever Shaq does in the world today, the manager of, what is, he, what is it, Burger King or whatever it is? Papa what, what, John's. Papa, Papa John's. John's. 
Um, Papa John. All these, she gets annoyed at that, even though I don't know what else Tony Schiavone's supposed to do. And then the bit, the end about when she's getting annoyed at him saying, I oh, can take some pointers from Jade as if she's like Sasha Banks or something like that. I'm like, you're Brandy Rhodes. Know your role. But Ooh. it's just entirely, I'm not, I'm not being too harsh. No, I don't think, I think it's fair. It's like, you probably could take a pointer or two from Jade. I'm sure, I'm sure Jade's quite good at the rest. You know? Oh, no. But, um, <coughs> This is the, the the trajectory of Brandy's weird at the minute because we had the baby face like you don't say that about my man he's got a massive willy don't you dare say that heifer and all that malarkey then we have the sympathetic baby face stuff of her getting her arm broken and now she's a proper sassy delusional heel in this sit down interview here Brandy does my nutting on <laughs> AEW Brandy's got a, di- a diverse character she's you never know what she's gonna do. <laughs> Diverse is a word for it. Like, it's 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 wild. It's because like, she can't. She's got a good promo, and it's it's just. I want some consistency from Brandy. I just wanted to stick to one thing and just do it for more than a couple of weeks. Fair enough. You, you want consistency from the, the elite, the, the AW head people. <laughs> Ross, I mean, Matt Asmussen. Am I being too harsh here? Because I, I, it really oh, I left, it left a sour taste in my mouth, that promo. That no, no I, I think you should say more of this because it takes attention off me being negative. I <laughs> think you're you're clearly, you've nailed your colours to the mast and you're now team Shaq and Jade when it comes Wait, down to that. Yeah, I am. Fair right. enough. Shaq attack. Eddie Kingston, the butcher and the blade beat. Lance Shaq Archer. Khan. What about Shaka Khan? Condescending Tony Khan and Shaquille O'Neal, the best tag team in the world, coming your way soon. And by the way... Folded arms, Tony Khan. That's the pose at the top of the ramp for Team Shaka Khan. And condescending, by the way, needs to be spelled with a K. Because condescending Tony Khan in that promo was was great. And a match graphic for the tag team, uh, Tony Khan's bigger than Shaq. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly standing at seven foot eight, condescending Tony Khan. And he hits him with a print off of the, the dirt thread that he started on. <laughs> anyway, Eddie Kingston, the Butcher of the Blade, beat Lance Archer and the Lucha Brothers. After Butcher puts Penta through the timekeeper's table early on, he's taken the back and the numbers advantage pays off. Apparently this was a real thing because Penta has a leg injury. So he took a manly powerbomb because he's a manly man and uh, then got carried out. Fair enough. handicap match. I did see Eddie Kingston laughing at him quite a lot. And I was all out of this. Look, all that meat. Ooh. Ooh. I thought it was all right. I, I'd have liked for them to have really made it more clear. Or did they? And I just missed it. Made it more clear that Eddie's weird promo right at the end of last week's Dynamite ended in a brawl. Because, you know, oh, after no, yeah. after Kenny had walked out with the belt and it was a shocking big moment, suddenly Eddie Kingston's on commentary last week going, Lance Archer, get out here right now. And then Shivani's like, we're out of time. We'll see you next week. And then this week, they didn't really explain that they'd had a brawl after the show. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I'm very glad you pointed that out because I'd forgotten that happened. Same because they didn't play it. They did yeah. it on um, Twitter, which is like, all right, well, you don't have AW Dart. Oh wait, did I even see AW Dart this week? I'm not sure if I did or not. But, but I, I, I don't think that matters. Yeah. I think you you should still show it on your main show because that's what most people will watch. They might not see the tweet or the the dark episode. No, they just assume you've got time to watch everything they do. Be <laughs> in the elite, yeah. dark everything. Heels. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're a part of AEW Heals Us 3. Yeah, who knows? Dark Order streams on Twitch. <laughs> Adam Page does bingo. All, all of them. <laughs> if you even blink, you'll miss three angles on AEW. Um, I've done that. The Inner Circle hash it out and agree to all work together. And they're not splitting up forever. But Sammy says if one more thing goes wrong, 
he's out. And you almost couldn't tell this was a pre-taped dynamite, apart from the overdub bit to Excalibur talk about stuff. So I'm all right with that, it's fine. I'm not that into production too much. Apart from the fake crowd, it was ridiculous during the segment because anytime anybody said anything, they did a, oh, sound effect from the crowd. But they were like, oh yeah, well, I think we should get along. Oh, oh I think that's a good idea. Oh, I'm like, what is this? Well, there was just a lot of... Is it Paulie just... Walnuts in the crowd? Like, why, why are they... they there was people The directions did not fit what was happening there in the ring There was just a lot of zingers being thrown around, Matthew. But there yeah. weren't zingers. <laughs> it was like, I agree. Oh! <laughs> Paulie Walnuts. Sopranos. It was go. Oh, oh I've never seen it. Oh. I know, but I've not read a plot synopsis, so I'm ready for, to oh, watch the Sopranos. Oh, my God. If you find out... If I find out one week, you're like, you know what? I've still watched all... All seasons were the greatest TV series ever made in America. Uh, but I read a YouTube video explaining it all to me. I'd, I'd probably, probably break COVID rules and come, come around your house and strangle you. No, I want to watch The Sopranos, except Sam once. Oh, this is off topic. But Sam once was like, he'd been watching it. And he was like, you seen The Sopranos? I was like, no, no, it looks really good. I've heard it's good. And he's like, right, so... In season four, when so-and-so dies, and I was like, well, well, why have you just... Yeah, I know. I don't know why he did that. But He was talking about how brilliant the episode was, and I was like, cheers. Thanks, mate. Cheers for that. But it was so long ago that I've forgotten who he said, so it's all good. What yeah. a horrible thing to do. He didn't... But oh. the, thing is, the thing is, as well, he didn't realise he wasn't being malicious. He was just being Sam... <laughs> Have you seen it? No. Oh, good. Let me tell you no, what happens. Ross, you can imagine it, can't you? You're right. You can imagine no, Sam when, just like... when Sam's passionate about something, there is no stopping that yeah. man. I'm telling you everything about that thing. So it wasn't. There was not. There was not a shred of malice about it. It was just he wanted to tell me about it, and he did. So he overlooked the fact that I hadn't seen it. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. Sorry. Also, uh, inner circle hash it out, and then MGF faces Orange Cassidy for the Dynamite Diamond Ring and beats him up after interference from Miro with an awesome jumper. Versace. <laughs> was it? Versace, Versace. It said Versace, Versace on it, I think. Versace, oh. Versace. But it looks so out there. I didn't realize that's what Versace jumpers looked like. I always thought it was like it was a joke. That was that was a Versace. Wow, Matthew, why don't you talk about how little about fashion you know? Shut up. Well, man. when he when he debuted wearing all like the Mickey Mouse stuff. Yeah. That was Gucci, I think. I bet it gookie. Tubman knows. He'll be listening to this going, oh, these but, peasants. Uh, right, I mean, I, I know he's, he's listening to this recording. He'll be probably going, shut up. But like, if I wanted a big picture of like Goofy, I'd go to Primark and get one of them, sure. <laughs> well, anyway. yeah, that's what I... Fashion's a weird thing. Remember when he did that? He was on Raw one time, and he had, he had the suit jacket, and underneath was a big picture of Donald Duck. <laughs> yeah. That was going through his Freddie Mercury phase then, wasn't he? Mm. I believe Rusev, or Miro, sorry, is what they refer to in Richard Tubman's fashion world as a hype beast. <laughs> he wears... Oh, maybe no, he's more of just a... Apparently certain wrestlers are hype beasts where they wear cool streetwear. Kota Ibushi is a massive example, apparently, of a hype beast. Richard, if you, if you start talking and can be heard on the podcast, can you chirp in? Because yeah, we need this clarified. I don't think we can. I don't think the uh, audience can go to park. And he says, uh, "Well, if right about everything. Fantastic. Oh, thank, right, you, mate. Fair enough, thank you, mate. Thank you for your input." <laughs> oh yeah, no, I agree. Ross, we could, Ross's we burgundy could, jumper wait, really does we, suit him. That's could, fantastic, mate. I'm glad they said that. It's a shame even, no one can hear you right now. Even if the audience can't hear Richard, we could actually lay, hear what he says and then relay it to the audience. Now no, we could do that. Yeah, Jack, Jack should shut up. I completely agree. It's a shame you couldn't hear that. Richard, if you want to chime in, he's you not can, there, cause... is he? He's not there. We could be doing. <laughs> he's gone. He's eating. He's doing something. 
Richard? Richard, are you alive? He's not there. He's not. He's, he's gone to the. Oh, oh he's, he's there. there. He's there. He's there. <laughs> so we've got a, we've got a Richard. Were we oh, right he's about here. about hype beasts? Versace and Gucci. Versace and Gucci's overpriced bollocks, says Richard. Right. Fair enough. Richard, who's the best dressed wrestler in your opinion in the world? He's going to take some... Next week, he's going to bring his opinions. He's going to come back with his top five. Cheers, Richard. Watch us forget and never bring this up ever again. <laughs> Fantastic. Another award-winning segment from Coldaholic. <laughs> sure to win Reddit's favourite podcast, third or fourth favourite podcast again. Um, all right, thank you, Richard. Thanks, Richard. Signing off. Uh, the best friends try to brawl with Mira and Sabian, but it's broken up by several crew members who Mira destroys to end the show, yelling... Don't you ever raid my mainstream again. <laughs> Bingo loving gets. I hate all of you. Uh, I like this main event. I like MGF. I like everything he does in the circle. His matches, him just being a, a, a wrong and He's good. He's uh, very I'm good. Sent to myself though. You know what Cass- I did? Like, I just thought of there. Go, Go on, on, Ross. It's how during the uh, the inner circle bit, they brought up something that happened that certain people didn't see. But those people, Chris Jericho, were like, well, we watched the tape back last week. We saw what you did. That wouldn't happen in other places. Yeah. That just came into my mind there. So, good. well, go on. Good luck. All the best to you. Jericho even said, we're not stupid. We watched the show back. Yes. Fantastic. Nod like Churchill. I liked the bit as well oh, where yes. it seemed like it was all sorted and everyone was like, we're all fine now. And then Wardlow and Hager both go, no, he just keeps staring at me. <laughs> Jericho's like, right, okay. Oh. That was, oh, he yeah. He keeps staring at me. Oh. Some of the crowd's dying and no one's paying attention to them. Was was there fans there? There was, wasn't there? There was, but they've added a lot of stuff on the pre. But why though? Because when Sting didn't though, I'd rather listen to Sting Sting's debut and the reaction. Imagine if Sting's debut happened on a taped episode of Dynamite and we heard "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) over Sting. (laughs) Oh dear. Yeah, I know what you mean, but I'll say this: I'll take fake crowd noise critical as I am of it when it's not done properly over complete silence Lads, like oh, yeah. it's, it's not though is it when there's, so the, there's people there last week's Dynamite you could hear the crowd loud and clear mm. lads I, that beer has gone right through me and I need the toilet again but don't let me stop the podcast because I'll be able to hear what you're discussing about NXT in my headphones so can I just run off now Oh, can you do that? Your headphones go all the way. They 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 last to the bathroom. Yeah, fantastic. I used to go for oh. poos in the office here with my work headphones on. Oh, <laughs> just spend ages in there. You get right. lost. Don't That's stop awesome. on my account. But I'll please be back go. Please stuff. go. We'll talk about you, Matthew. Um, uh, when you have toilet rolls at home, I presume you've got a toilet roll holder on the wall. You assume correctly. Yes. Does your toilet roll come over the top or does it go down the back? Over the top. That is the correct answer in my head, but apparently. Because I was listening to Bailey's appearance on the New Day podcast because I'm that cool. Um, oh. Going down the back is the official way to do it. And I just think that's wrong. I think it, it, it makes it harder to pull off, doesn't it? Of- official who? The, the toilet roll company? The, of- the hotels. The hotels who do oh. the toilet roll. Um, so, yeah, we've been doing it wrong apparently all this time. Oh. So what's going to happen to me? I don't I'm not going to get arrested. Wait, if you know, dot but- me in, you know my address. Ross, <laughs> however, please. Yes, the toilet police will come and arrest you. Um, but on a, on, a, on a related note, Matthew, when you wipe your arse, what tactic do you use with the toilet paper? You're doing the best friends bit with Chuck Taylor. <laughs> and ask, like, do I, do, I, do, I um, do it stood up or sat down? That we well, we'll start there. Do you, do you stand up or do you sit down? Sat down. Do you sit down, do you? Yeah. 
yeah. must be my, just my fat arse. I need to stand up for the logistics of the situation. Another question, because I keep on hearing people say this, this is actually similar to this. Um, I keep on seeing every now and again, it comes up on social media, that we are in the wrong position to go to the toilet. We're supposed to have our legs up. Oh. Yeah, well, it's, it's, well, not like, you know, you know, harness, but like, you know, rather than like, sat down like that, you see everybody do, you're supposed to have your legs up. And yeah, almost like you've got a, a, an uppercase L. All right. Um, so I've started doing that now, and I've noticed <laughs> absolutely no difference whatsoever. So <laughs> I'm just picturing you sat on the toilet. <laughs> I'm there oh, like so, <laughs> when, trying when to I, fall off. When I when I was a kid, there was something wrong with my bowels or something. It wasn't very, it wasn't major, but like I remember, I got given a like plastic tub, and I had to sit when I was going to the toilet with my feet on the tub to to do that. Oh. But I was so young that I can't remember if it helped or not. And also, I've never once in my adult life thought, you know what would make this easier? Just popping my feet. Just, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. How do you wipe your ass, Jack? Are we doing the front to back thing or the standing up, sitting down thing? I was listening to New Day podcast with Bailey and they were speaking about how they use the I heard the, the toilet, toilet roll holder thing in my how headphones. They, how yeah. they use the toilet roll, though. Because I'm like Xavier um, Woods. I wipe my ass like Xavier Woods. I fold... And then I go in. Yeah, yeah, I fold. Some people make a snowball apparently and just that's too jam it in there. That's not enough coverage. What? That that's not yeah. enough coverage. No, I fold, and I usually sit down, but occasionally I will stand up towards the end of the R swiping operation. Yeah, give yourself a treat. Yeah, just to no, just to. I, th- I feel like it. I feel like it. It. It's more of a. It just, thorough. <laughs> you get a yeah, better angle. Yeah, like thorough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I agree yeah. with that because when you sat down, it's sort of like, oh, is it? It's, 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 you need a <laughs> Matthew. Also, your, to- your toilet paper technique. What do you? What do you do? Do you fold? No, I fold. You fold. Even Rick- even when I get, even if I'm at someone else's house, and there's someone who barely likes the expensive toilet paper, I still fold. All it takes is one experience where you go, ah, this looks safe, and then your finger goes through it. Like, I'll tell, oh, <laughs> tell you what, fold forever. If you're looking to, to sort of save money, but also have a pleasurable arse wiping experience, Shades from Asda is a fantastic compromise. You save the money, but you also get not a rash on your arse when wiping your arse. Fantastic scenes. And also, they do they do scented toilet paper. You get your coconut or your shea butter, I think there is as well. Fantastic scenes at Asda. On the Best Friends on Chuck and Trent's old show, they had Ricochet on once, and he said that his method is to wrap it round his hand like a boxer, like a boxer's tape, the toilet roll. <laughs> oh, no. He said that's not always. He said, and I quote, this is such a wrestler term, he said, only if it's a little bit of a sloppy boy. And then, yeah. <laughs> but then what's the does the, 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 does the hand go in the crack like, Palm first, or does it go? I have, in... no, I have no idea. I need I a know. follow up on this. You know what, as well? Oh, I just Googled there because when you were talking about over or under hanging of the toilet roll, and you said that Bailey said that under was the correct way, I'm sure I'd heard it. I'm sure I'd heard in the past that over was the correct way. So she I was just... saying, yeah. Well, she said under, though, was the correct way. She she thought previously that over was the right way. I'm sure she... I was driving at the time, now, I wasn't really I, concentrating. I'm, I'm in the over camp. Yeah. And I've just Googled over versus under toilet roll. And there is a Wikipedia page called Toilet Paper Orientation. And there's a section of it called Arguments. Would you like me to read out these few arguments for over or under? Read them all, Jack, in full. Right, there's four over arguments and three under arguments. Over reduces the risk of accidentally brushing the wall or cabinet with one's knuckles, potentially transferring grime and germs. 
Over makes it easier to visually locate and to grasp the loose end. Over's winning cleanly here. Over... <laughs> what? Over gives hotels, cruise ships, office buildings, public places, and homeowners with guest bathrooms the option to fold over the last sheet to show that the room has been cleaned. What? Yeah, that's wow. a thing in hotels, isn't it? If you, you know your, your, oh. your bathroom's been seen to if the, the toilet roll's been folded over. Right. But I can't well, you imagine... You know, there's not towels on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't indicator. imagine going to somebody's house other than Hyacinth Bouquet and seeing a folded bit of toilet paper. Can you imagine? <laughs> Uh, over is generally the intended direction of viewing for the manufacturer's branding, so patterned toilet paper looks better that way. Then we've got three under arguments. Under provides a tidier appearance in that the loose end can be more hidden from view. But that's, that's counterproductive, because that's, that's counter <laughs> right. you're, yeah, right. you're searching, aren't you? Under reduces the risk of a toddler or house pet, such as a cat, unrolling the toilet of paper. Of course it would be the cat's ruin for everybody. <laughs> Dogs wouldn't do that. An under, under in a recreational vehicle may reduce unrolling during driving. What? Sorry, what? Top Gear. They did Wait that once, didn't they? <laughs> a, a recreational vehicle. So what, like a party bus or something? <laughs> I don't have a clue. I don't know what it means. When you, you absolutely you positively have to come. Motorhomes, don't you? Right, right, right. Well, that's very fascinating. I don't know that what the answer was, is. And I'd I like mean, to take this opportunity. I'd be waiting for a super time to say, uh, hello, mum. I know you're watching. <laughs> which way Which way do you think she goes? Oh, for f- However way she wants to. You know, you know well, what? I don't think she even does. You grew, she's my mum. You grew up. She's you evolved know what, beyond needing to go to the toilet. You know what direction the family toilet paper is roll is lane. Uh, well, I probably do it over. She probably does it over because I do it over. Right, fair enough, yeah. I, I inherited that, that gene that that makes me do that. <laughs> NXT, Bala opens the show. But is it the by? Does anyone care about it? Should we just skip? Should that be the main event of this no, week? No, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going oh, on right. in NXT. Uh, it's interrupted by three candidates for the next title shot. Dunn, O'Reilly, and Damian Priest. They all argue and Bala leaves, but it's stopped by Scarlet. Bala knows that Cross is coming. Priest says that if Cross wants a fight, all he has to do is ask. And as Dunn leaves a building, he is hit with a revenge attack by Killian Dane. Says that a lot's going on here. There's a lot going on in this opening segment. You've got everyone against Bala. You've got Priest calling out Cross as well. You've got Killian Dane coming back and wrecking Pete Dunn. Loads. Going to be Kyle in it going forward, I think. I'd love yeah. it if it was Kyle. I would love it. I would love it. I would Break love his it. jaw again. Uh, <laughs> even though we have just addressed that. Uh, People making fun of the Scottish and Irish with their horrible American accents is bad. Kyle O'Reilly, uh, O'Reilly mocking Kylo, Pete Dunne. Kyle O'Reilly mocking Pete Dunn. Yeah. Shouldn't you be checking with your mate Bobby in the hospital? <laughs> I actually, that actually tickled me. <laughs> uh, so shows I'm a massive hypocrite. Jake Atlas <laughs> picks up another win, this time over Isaiah Swerve. It's oh, interesting. He offers Scott a handshake, but Scott just leaves. Hmm. I don't know why, though, because it was just he got out-wrestled, didn't he? Well, he's going to turn heel, maybe. He got just, beaten fair and square. Him. Yeah. He looked at the booking sheet and went, this is bollocks, this. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Old Young Vets win a three-way tag match over Imperium and Everrise. My love of Everrise lasted one week and then they yeah, lost. Right. Well, what? <laughs> oh, well. We should have seen an 80s-style promo from those two, though, because it's better when the losers cut their 80s promos. They're better then. Yeah, yeah. they are really good. 
I wish they oh, got Shivani, you were in NXT for one day. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Io Shirai and Tony Storm brawl in the arena where Ember Moon helps Io get the better of Storm. Mm. I'm sorry we're not giving much insight, but I mean... Not well, NXT. What? I mean, Tay-Tay doesn't like it, does he? Tay-Tay? Was that on this video or was that on a different video? I'll call him Tony Khan Tay-Tay. Tay Khan, you called him? Tay Khan. Was that a different video or was it this one? Oh, Tay Khan, I called him Tay-Tay. That's how I know him anyway, old Tay-Tay. You know what, if I ever see him, I'll go, you're right, Tay-Tay. It's called him the wrong name, deliberately. And look at right in his face, so he knows I'm an alpha male. That's a power move. He'd probably yeah. just be fine with it, I suppose. You've got nothing to prove when you're that rich. He must have been in touch about Botchamania. He must have loved it before AEW was a thing. Yeah. Well, if he's a bigger internet smart as everyone seems to talk about him, he must do. I'm not sure if he likes it, because he sure he loved it was WWE. No, AEW's been on it. It's like, oh yeah, that guy. But No, I've Did never they... interacted with Tony Khan. He doesn't follow me on Twitter, so I don't know how else. The only way to get his attention, I guess, is to pull up, pull up a flag with something about dogs. Might have been a screen name. You never know. I You're right. Oh, do, do we know his username? Where it used to be? No. Tay Tay. <laughs> if he's a, if he's a smart going back twenty years, it was you know probably like like RVD sixty nine at geocities.com. I did it yeah. all for the nookie. 69. I did it. <laughs> Mywaylimpbiscuit.mp3 at <laughs> gmail. Anyway, uh, where are we? Oh, yeah, NXT. Champa faces Cameron Grimes and beats him despite interference from Tyler Russ. Tyler Rust. Russ. Why is there a wrestler called Tyler Rust? <laughs> this is the former Russ Taylor. Yes. And I guess because of the T at the end of Taylor, he has been called Rusty Taylor at some point. And Rust, that's been his thing. Near Rust and I'm like, phwah. Tyler does, Rust. How is Tyler Rust going to become a world champion? Or hold a championship title. Just Tyler, wait. here oh. is your North American champion, <laughs> Tyler Rust. How Tyler am I? Rust? It's badass. As Neil Young says, Rust never sleeps. <laughs> I guarantee that's what he says in his first promo. Anyway, Champa accuses Thatcher of sending Rust after him, <laughs> which Thatcher denies. Thatcher beats down Grimes and leaves. Later, Rust is recruited by Malcolm Bivens. Bivens oh. is back. Hey. Hey. Why has he been gone? Don't know. I don't where's know. well? I mean, where's Brody Lee been? Well, apparently that's an unspoken secret or something. In oh, really? Do you not see that report from Ravy Davy Meltzer? No. Oh. Right, he's like that's, that's something you must not speak about. The absence oh, no. of Brody Lee. Okay. <laughs> I hope he's all right. Like, I hope yeah, it's not, same. Nothing uh, serious. Thank you for bridging the quote. The fourth answer went uh, three pages long. And started about, uh, started about reference to George Hackenschmidt. Yeah. As every bloody thing he says. Gargano and Candice cut a promo with Indy Hartwell and Austin Theory. Uh-huh, calling themselves The Way. Not The Way. Not The Way. Pete Dunne's, interrupted just, he's, by, Pete Dunne's got to join The Way. He's absolutely got it. They're interrupted by Damien Priest, but he's jumped by Karrion Cross. The Way. Now, I've skimmed a lot of that promo because I found a lot of it very cringy and very awkward. That's the point, isn't it? It was the point, but I still didn't like it. It's got John, Johnny Gargano does that to you. No, no, I like no, I like Johnny Gargano <laughs> and I like Candice. I think they're a fantastic. I, I, pair you of don't have to lie to us. I you do. Can like say you don't like. Be like I me do. and Ross. Be like of Team Cool. I, I like Gargano and Candice. I do. <laughs> I, I enjoyed like his dancing. To be fair, he's got some snake hips as Johnny Gargano. He does. But then he started speaking. 
No, I, I like him as a face, and I like Candice as a face, and I think they're very natural faces, so I don't know what I think about this. He needs Champa and everything that he does. No, he doesn't. He, he's done <laughs> stuff without Champa. He had that match against Andrade, Cien Almas, remember? But, <laughs> well, do you remember when they were taking away everyone's first names, but Andrade got Andrade Cien Almas? Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird in hindsight. Um but I think that this segment was just a bit awkward. Gargano and Theory doing their no-look high-fives. and Oh, God. I just want them to all get beaten up, which is the point, I suppose. I didn't really get it. You do just sound like a mark. Yeah, Jack. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I wouldn't can have your job in three seconds, mate. You bug your head. Why do I sound like a mark? What's going on? Saying that you're getting annoyed by Gargano. Of course I was. <laughs> Only a beat up. I do want him to get beat up. <laughs> I do want him to get beat up. Oh, dear. Oh, that's great. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez beats Ember Moon in the main event. Tony Storm comes out and beats out Ember, but Rhea Ripley saves the day. She and Raquel stare down to end the show. Woohoo. Mm-hmm. Can he pair of boots on her? I'll Jesus Rhea Christ. Oh, my word. Mm-hmm. What my, career, my career flashed before my eyes. No, just the start of the sentence got me worried. What, they had massive spikes on them? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. No, it was just the start of the sentence. I was like, where's he going with this? But it's all right. Well, I'm not going to do that, am I? I'm no, of course not. I know. I didn't, th- I, didn't th- I didn't think that you would. You're not Owen Morrison. But at the same time, <laughs> it was more just like a subconscious, like, why is he saying this? I didn't think that, obviously, you wouldn't. It's all good. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, she she went, these, she went, these, she's, she's got a massive pair of boots. And I was like, oh, no. And then he said boots. Oh, and I was like, oh, can, he, can he pair of boots, I said? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, just there were had these spikes on them and everything. thought they were... They were... Oh, just stop speaking. No, 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 it's my fault. It's my fault. I just, yeah. I thought they were. I thought it was an effective ending promo with the stare well, down. It would have been better if those kinky boots had gone over Johnny Gargano's face, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway... That no, was it's... an incredibly long and very imaginative episode of the uh, This Week in Wrestling. I well, hope don't you got worry, Matthew, because there's only three mailbag questions, and one oh, of them you. you can't even see. <laughs> Be scared, Matthew. Oh, no. Let's have a rummage in our mailbags. <laughs> well, let's have a preemptively not at all worried look in the mailbag. Number one, ho, ho, and indeed, ho. Before my question, I just want to give a heartfelt thank you to all of the Cultaholic crew who have helped me along with many others during this horrible year. For me, due to my condition, I had the pleasure of getting to Shield from March up to the start of August when some of the Scottish shielding rules loosened. During this time, I suffered bouts of depression and anxiety, even after some restrictions were lifted. Along with this, just as things were getting back to somewhat normal, my mum passed away three days before my birthday in August after spending a month in hospital. Christ. From Adam with his classic TV streams, Sam losing it over some trucks, to Jack's heat with The Office, (laughs) and Matthew's struggle with with words. Oh, flattered. From (laughs) Ross being ravishing, to Tom and Jen just being the nicest people ever, you guys were... And still are a constant to cheer me up, giving that sense of normality with your silly bollocks. Thanks very much, man. That's really nice. Yeah. My question is, as we're in the festive season, what is the best Christmas moment in wrestling? If you can't think of one, 
you can give us a feel-good moment either in wrestling or one you've experienced this year that made you think 2020 you weren't all bad. That's from Gar Munro, Perth, Scotland. Thank you. Well, before we go on to the answer to the question, thank you very much, Gar, for the lovely words. And again, very sorry to hear that you've had a crap 2020. Even by the standards of crap that 2020 has given to most of us. I'm, God, that's gutting. And uh, I'm almost... So you would say this in a nice way. It's nice that you're able to message a bunch of people that you haven't met, I assume, about the issues you've had. Because at least we should make this a bit more normal about talking about these things. Because let's face it, if you can't talk about it during this period, when can you talk about it? So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's always really... Because um, Ross says it really well. when Whenever someone says that like we've helped them through a, a dark patch or whatever, and Ross looks at it the same way I do, like it's really quite humbling and shocking because... To us, we're just talking rubbish on YouTube. So it's always very, like, very touching to find out that we've actually managed to, like, someone sees us in that way and we've managed to help someone through a dark patch. So hopefully things look up for you soon, mate. Ah, on that moment, best Christmas moment in wrestling. Now, I'm struggling to think of Christmas-related moments in wrestling. Maybe there's a wacky video coming up on Coldaholic, I don't know. But the first one that comes to mind... Is Del Rio accidentally running over Santa Claus? <laughs> You've taken mine, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> because that was one episode where everyone decided to be tongue-in-cheek almost, which I don't think everyone seemed to get. Because there was like, look, I'm really sorry, I didn't see Santa and all this. Um, and Cena's there going, I'm going to wrestle you, Del Rio. Not for me. Not for you. <laughs> but for Santa. And the crowd's like, yeah, Santa, Santa. And like... It was it was a bit silly, but it knew it this was silly, so I was the, all right with it. On the Christmas Eve episode of Raw, they killed Santa Claus. <laughs> they would do. They had Matt Stryker backstage doing proper medic, serious yeah, yeah, medical yeah. reports about Santa Claus <laughs> being injured on Christmas Eve. How would the kids get their Christmas <laughs> presents, man? Only John Cena could save Christmas, and he bloody did it, didn't he? All the kids got their presents that year. Yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when Santa Claus was uh, horribly beaten up. Uh, what a great moment that was for Christmas. Jack, have you got any others? Uh, Survivor Series 92? Bret Hart oh. just retained the title and celebrates with Santa Claus. <laughs> and if there's any babyface who's going to not take themselves seriously enough to celebrate with Santa Claus, <laughs> it's not Bret Hart. That was a weird combination. You've got Santa all jolly in his big costume, and then you've got Brett, just like, am I really being made to celebrate with Santa Claus? Very weird. Uh, in November. In November as well, yeah. <laughs> the Thanksgiving tradition of Survivor Series ends with Santa. Disgusting. <laughs> There's not been a lot of great Christmas. Bubba Ray Dudley was Bub- was Santa, or did he wrestle Santa or something? Sure. Or did he he had that just... Christmas hat on one time backstage as he was playing guitar. Um, I think. The, there was a... Kane once wasn't was Pete Rose disguised as Santa once maybe. No, he's always he's been the turkey. Oh yeah, the chicken. Yeah, the yeah. The chicken, whatever. Whatever it is, yeah. It's all poultry to me. <laughs> How about it? Sorry. Um, I can't think of any more. There's not been yeah. there's not been a lot of iconic wrestling Christmas moments, has there? Not Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, the, the TNA Christmas thing where they had uh, round at Eric Young's house. Well, was it Eric Young believed that Santa was real and he wasn't having anyone else tell him otherwise? And what was the Dudleys did something on that episode as well? I can't remember what it was. By and large, when Christmas gets involved in wrestling, it's awful. Awful stuff. 
there was that episode of Raw or SmackDown that fell on Christmas Day and they made them wrestling. <laughs> yeah, shocking that. They're not doing it this year, which is No, good. they're not. Um, and also, while we're here, favourite Christmas special of a, of a TV show? Because it all could be shown in a few weeks' time. So Probably the Royal oh. Family. Oh, yeah, Royal Family's up there with me, yeah. yeah. The, Christmas the Christmas special. The Christmas one. The, the one where the grand dies is very sad, but it's really good as well. That wasn't Christmas. Oh, wait, was that not a Christmas one? I don't think so. When the Queen of Sheba dies. Yeah. Oh, was it no. not? Oh, balls. Was it? I don't think it was. I'm thinking of what the Christmas one I'm thinking of is where, um, God, what is the son's um, girlfriend's parents come round? Oh, yes. And they're, they're like, since I've seen it. And they're like, Jim. trying to. Jim's like, I work my ass off. I'm a proper labourer. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point, Jim. Well made. <laughs> yeah, that one. There we go. Yeah, that's the one. I forget that's what his it. name is. Um, Roy, Roy, Ron, Ron, something. Uh, yeah, no. When they're crossing the turkey in the bath. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 uh, they did the modern one as well, where they go around to um, oh, what's Caroline Herhern's character called? I can't remember. What Denise. It's called. Denise. Go around to Denise's for Christmas dinner. Just serve some crap. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I'll go with uh, the Black Eyed Christmas special. Which season, which era of Blackadder was it? Oh! No, it's just, a, it's like, oh, it's like a, well, oh, no. it's a bloody, um, it's called Christmas Carol. Oh, right, right, right. So, he goes, so it's like, they play on it and go, look, look, you're such a nice, lovely man, Blackadder. Let's look at the other versions of you. Like, <laughs> well, you're a dick. And he's like, better there he is in reality. So ends up like turning in the end. Yeah. I've already sold it, haven't I? No, no, um, it sounds sounds good. I laugh every time. Mrs. It's on. Brown's Boys is great, isn't it? No, no, no. no, no I'll no, tell you, no, no. I know lots of people hate it. My parents love it. Oh. My mom, my mom loves it as well. My girlfriend's parents love it as well. I think it's a boomer thing. I need to ask my yeah. mom and dad. I don't, I don't think they do, but I hope the they do. Boomers love it. I think oh, there's no. two, there's two Chris, two new Christmas specials this year. For Mrs. Brown's Boys. If twenty twenty couldn't get any worse. Unbelievable. The Christmas TV schedule this year needs addressing because it's <laughs> awful. <laughs> Terrible scenes. I, Why should we have to make conversation with our families, isn't that? <laughs> oh, I tell you, one, one year, I mean, I came around, and this is only recently, she came around and she commandeered the, the remote. Who's she? My dad's, so my, isn't that a... My nana. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just thought you started saying she without saying who it was. Oh, sorry, no, she my nana. <laughs> I get sorry. I, I, I did like go on my head going, like, be polite, be polite. You know, that watches. No, you did say it. My say. nana came around and me. she, like, just took the remote. And my dad's like, oh bollocks because you know it's like whatever Nana puts on they have to watch because he's not going to say out so she put on Frozen so I was like oh god and she three quarters of the way through the film she pipes up and goes this is that film with that song and I went yeah Nana it played 30 minutes ago (laughs) (laughs) she went alright and then uh, both uh, Puss in Boots films came on one after each other, it's and just fell asleep with the remote. Uh-huh. Like, almost, almost like in her hands, like, nah. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, dear, man. Anyway, moving on. Number just, two. Oh, I was going to say very oh, briefly no, as then, well. Sorry. When I was younger, I used to watch, like, my granddad's old, like, you know, like, Morecambe and Wise VHS oh, tapes and that. Oh, yes. Their Christmas specials were good. I don't know if they've held up, but I used to like it as a kid. Oh, they, they, my dad always watches the UK TV Gold like clip show and highlights and like famous comedians going, this bit was good and you just w- wish they'd show the bit. But oh, no, some of those bits are amazing when he gets the gets the piano player on. Yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah. Looking behind the thing going, are you ready? 
He yeah, plays so you're, all not play, the... you're not playing the right notes. He picks him <laughs> up and goes, I'm, I'm playing the right notes, but not necessarily in the right order. Oh, yeah, class. So good. Um, is that Andre Previn? That's yes, the composer. Well, yeah. You yeah, think yeah, you think because yeah. I see the show every year. I remember his name. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway. Aye. Yeah. Anyway, number two. As a wrestling fan, I've often found myself making imitations of different wrestlers' behaviour. Hmm. For example, back when Enzo and Cass were over his Rover, I would, after using the restroom at work, do the Enzo Mori celebration dance. Watching that. myself in the mirror would instantly fill me with enough energy to work for a couple of hours more. <laughs> Wait a minute, time out. Which was what was the Enzo Mori dance? The... It's the one that Kevin Owens does on the ring apron, isn't it? With the feet no. right across backwards and forwards. That's his entrance oh, dance. Oh, the, the strut. I thought it was. I thought it was that thing. Do you know what I'm doing? That thing. Yeah, can this person just yeah. very quickly clarify next week in the mailbag what? <laughs> What the Which struggle? one? Yeah. Which of the two dancers was it? The <laughs> habit I've had for the longest, though, is one I developed back in 2016 after Alexa Bliss got called up to SmackDown. I loved her promos and her as a character so much that whenever I would press total or card payment on the register, I would do the thing she used to do right before hitting a DDT, where she closed her fist one finger at a time. <laughs> Ching. Punch it. <laughs> This had me thinking, are there any random habits or mannerisms you guys have adapted from the world of professional wrestling or anywhere else in media for that matter? Thanks a ton for all the content you guys provide. The podcast truly makes Saturday evening shifts even better. Kindest regards from Soren. And no, I don't pronounce that. It says you can just say Soren Mafu. Happy (laughs) face. Uh, From Denmark. Oh, lovely. Wow, well, thank you all the way there from Denmark. Nothing to say about that, but it sounds like a nice place. And I'm trying to think: Have I adapted anything from wrestling? I've got one from like an, an amalgamation of wrestling and media. Go on. Because I was I couldn't sleep one night early in lockdown, so I flicked on one of Adam's famous streams, <laughs> and he was speaking about ordering food, and he was speaking about this restaurant in Newcastle. Well, to take away a restaurant called Chickalicious, and the way with Adam's accent, it was so soothing on the ear to hear him go. Chickalicious. He just kept saying, <laughs> he kept saying it so sensually every single time he said it. He's like, I'm just going to get this burger from Chickalicious. So me and my girlfriend listen to that in bed, and it's become part of our vernacular now. Just putting <laughs> putting delicious on the end of everything. So like in the kitchen, I don't know, chopping a pepper. I was like, could you pass me that pepperlicious? Just stuff like that. And it's just it's oh, stuck this entire year. Just every single thing when we're having a conversation is always like something delicious. Just because of Adam going, chickalicious. It's weird you should mention this. Because me and my girlfriend have an Adam-related in-joke as well. He's got a voice, hasn't he? He's just got an iconic voice. It's no, a compliment of anything. With us, it's that we wonder why he hates her. Because every time he's met her, Adam's introduced himself to her. The same girlfriend, three separate times. And he's gone, hi, Adam, nice to meet you. And she's like, <laughs> she's like what? I know you. And, and also... Adam's like easy to talk to. Like he'll get on with anyone. He'll talk to anyone. So if someone brings a new person into the group, he'll like t- like when we met Tom's girlfriend, he t- he chatted to her for ages. But he just doesn't like. It's not rude. He just doesn't make any sort. Of, it's very very strange. So we think that he hates her secretly. So I want to get to the bottom of this. Adam, why do you hate Wallace? 
Aye, there we go. You'll have to ask him in person because there's no chance he watches this. No, not at all. No, not at all. Because <laughs> streaming this podcast one time always, on Twitch, he'd just be disgusted the entire time. It's always when she's got like a drink and a bag, like her hands are full, and he'll just go, "Hi, Adam," and stick his hand out, and she's like, "Oh God, oh, damn it!" I've seen it. In, I've seen it happen. She's telling the truth. Weird. What a sociopath that man is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an unrelated thing. Um, I'm trying to think of any wrestlers. I have the. <laughs> when I've been in America, because I see it all the time on WTV and other things related to America, the irresistible urge, sometimes when I get off the plane and I'm landing in the airport, I have the urge to just go, USA! No, USA! no, no. <laughs> and one time I was at this thing called uh, Magstock. It's supposed to be like Magfest, but uh, camping. Oh, it was amazing. Nerds, nerds know how to camp. And everyone was getting drunk and lit up and there was everyone was just there and it was lit beautiful. Up. There was music playing. It was the middle of summer. And my uh, luggage had got lost due to the connecting flights. It was months until I saw it. So I didn't have any bloody clothes apart from the stuff I was wearing. So my mate goes to Walmart and gets the finest selection from the $5 aisle. And one of them was a disgusting American flag shirt with an eagle on the front I've seen I loved yeah I've worn it many times because I unironically love it now but I was wearing that at this Magstock thing and everyone was like getting drink and stuff and these Americans were very American-y and going oh man it's good to see you wearing that shirt man no you know and trying to say like you know some people say like you can't wear the red white and blue anymore man like it's like political correctness I went yeah but try to do like my yeah man yeah I went, you guys, you're right. And I don't, know, I don't want them to realise, I said, I said I'm from New England. And uh, before any of them realised, I was like, hey guys, USA, you. And they all are like really nervous, like, oh, can we? USA, no. and they're all doing it. And I went, oh, say again. <laughs> and they all just stopped what they were doing and went by the doors. It was awesome. It was awesome. Oh, God. They are yeah. so proud to be Americans. Americans. I know that bloody anthem because WWE loves playing that. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania, time for the anthem. America's the Series, for the WrestleMania. time for the no, anthem. No, stop. Monday Night Raw, time for the anthem. He's wrong. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's America the Beautiful <laughs> at, at, at WrestleMania. Oh, what great. So, um, sorry. <laughs> anyway, so that's the only thing I've got about from, uh, from wrestling, I think. But I did use to, it's actually recently I've stopped doing it now. Because of South Park, and from streaming it on a Saturday, and God, I'm sorry about that when I streamed South Park 64, because Triple Jump put it on their worst games ever list, and I went, bollocks to them. What do they know? I love this game as a kid, and played it. I'm like, oh, they're so right. <laughs> but for years, I used to say, right, well, I'm going over. Yeah. Uh, and it's only in the last few years I've stopped doing it. Like Just because Carmen would say it. Mm. You stay here, and I'll go over. Yeah. And I would mm. say it non-ironically. Because if you stop doing something that often, you just start, you just keep doing it. Yeah, you can't stop, can you? Yeah. So is there anything else from any other media you've taken, apart from Pachidi? I don't know. I can't think of any. That's the one that just comes to mind. Yeah. I wonder when it'll ever stop, just that, that, that need to put delicious on the end of everything. <laughs> can you pass me the remote delicious? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they wouldn't have caught on anybody else. What a voice that man has. Absolutely. It's a positive thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, 
And it just says here, very ominously, question number three, Matthew Quiz. All here right, we go. what have you got? Ross, do you want to read the questions or should I? You can read the questions, Jack. Have a Merry Christmas. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. it's, it's the latest in a long line. I think me, I can definitely remember me doing a quiz about myself. I'm Jack, Jack must have I did one. I did oh, one did I not get one? No, no, you didn't get one. Oh, okay. Fair enough then. I was thinking I was going to need a blindfold and a cigarette here, but alright. Hello, Ayatollahs of Cultahola. You might remember a few months, question mark, ago, that people sending quizzes about Jack and Ross. So I figured I'd do one for Matthew as well, because I think he's swell and deserves one as well. And this is from Moses from South Korea. Here we go. What? That's right. Awesome. Um, I know I don't know how many Moseses there are in South Korea, but this It's so one's great, in. by the way, that how many international people watch this. Oh, absolutely. We talk about nothing but British crap the entire time. There's always people from South Korea and Denmark watching it. Thank you. Um... So, number one, obligatory botchamania question. Which of the following is not a YouTube account used by Matthew to upload oh. botchamania? Is it Hardcore Botch Holly, Abdullah the Botcher, Big Botch Man, or Headbanger Botch, which is not a YouTube account? I've used all of them. Oh, uh, oh. no, sorry, Big Botch Man. He's correct. Number two, six years ago in a Reddit AMA. <laughs> oh my God, we're going, we're going far oh, back yeah, here. yeah, I did do this, yeah, go on. Six years ago in a Reddit AMA, Matthew was asked what his favourite Simpsons episode was. One of his answers was Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming. That's that, yeah. From the American National Anthem. Last Gleaming. And That's the right. other oh, well done, was a Treehouse of Horror. Which Treehouse of Horror did he pick? There's no multiple choice here. Oh, no. Does it say the number or does it say which, which episode? It just says the number. Oh, crap. I don't know by numbers. Well, I'll find the episode and you can describe the episode. and then I'll The one see with the shinning. The one with the shinning. Yeah. Well, the answer was Treehouse of Horror 5. And I'm on the Wikipedia page for Treehouse of Horror 5. The shinning is in it. The shinning is there. Yes, as well I as, know me. As well as Time and Punishment <laughs> and Nightmare Cafeteria. Um on Matthew's episode of Straight to Hell, hosted by the lovely Ross, oh, Matthew oh. nominated a specific wrestling move to go straight to hell. Which one was it? Atomic Drop, Overdrive, Superkick, Canadian Destroyer. Wow. Oh, well, I think I remember. <laughs> That's tough. Um, Canadian Destroyer, probably. It was the Did Atomic it? Drop. Oh, yes, I thought so. Did I? Yeah. What was no, the sure episode it, was terrible. I'm God. sure your reasoning was something to do with like the fact that it was a low blow, but not a low blow. It's not though. What the hell was I talking about? Tommy <laughs> <laughs> drops to you. Bloody back. We've talked about this in other episodes. The bloody back of your ass. It kills if you get if someone drops your knee on it. Manhattan drops the uh, one of the balls. What a terrible video that was. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Stupid idiot, Matthew. Which is the. Which of the following pay-per-views has Matthew participated in a live reaction for Cultaholic? TLC 2018, NXT UK Takeover Blackpool, Wrestle Kingdom 13, or that the Royal one. Rumble 2019? Hmm? That one, that riveting New Japan one. New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 13 yeah. is correct. Wow, it's so hard to remember all of the one, the one I've done. Here, was this quiz meant for me and Ross, or was it meant for Matthew? Because some of these answers are way too easy. Who is Matthew's co-host on the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review? <laughs> Go on. It's that's that's the, there's, the, uh, there's no the options. List there's, no, there's no options. There's no options. Oh, no, it makes it really hard. Uh, I'm going to go with Tom Campbell. It's Tom Campbell, actually, yes. Well, there's some of these quick things like, no, he's not actually the co-host. He's the, the GM or something. 
Speaking of Tom Campbell, oh, it was only a segue, hang on. On Matthew's episode of Desert Island Graps, two of Matthew's three matches he'd take to watch on a desert island were, unsurprisingly, a Mike Awesome match and a Volta match. Name any participant in the other third match. Dolph Ziggler versus Alberto Del Rio. It was! Why? <laughs> um, seemed like a good idea at the time. Okay. I was trying to think of something that wasn't Walter or Mike Awesome, so I had to go, uh, what's a good wrestling memory I have? I had to go back seven years. Alicia Fox. <laughs> it's, he's gone for Dolph Ziggler, Alberto Del Rio, payback 2013. What a turn it was, though, honestly. Oh, the double, where he kicked him in the head a lot. The build-up to it was amazing. I was like I said on that episode, I'll go watch it. No one, no one watched that bloody episode for the bloody wrestling matches. It was me getting emotional with Tom and hugging us afterwards. I think that's the, that made up for the Straight to Hell with Ross. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, Matthew, I was terrible at those early Straight to Hells. I mean, he got good at them recently. No, mate, I had no, literally no sleep. I was a rambling mess. I'm a, I wouldn't, I would only watch that as some sort of punishment. <laughs> I could just commentate. I, I, I might do that on Twitch sometimes. Just rinse that and pause and go. Look at this gibbering idiot. It's not a low blow. What are you talking about? I might, I might be wrong there. It's, I'm trying to remember a, a dark. Hey no. Hey the uh, the the question did did say that atomic drop was the answer. No, no I probably I did say it. That's the yeah. point. I was bloody. Oh, all, sorry. You know, all the indie was... guys are sick of seeing people do uh, atomic drops. They say it's killing the business. People kicking out the <laughs> atomic <laughs> drop off the two canal. Um. Which of the following was Matthew's first nomination for the extremely prestigious Cultaholic Hall of Fame? Your oh. first ever nomination. Southpaw Regional Wrestling... Sorry, Southpaw Regional Wrestling Season 2. Bret Hart, Neville, or Virgil doing a Canadian Destroyer? Hmm. I'm, uh, I'm going to say Bret. It was Neville. Oh. Well, he, must have had, he must have had a big week that week. Oh, Fair it was enough. a long time ago. I think he was missing, wasn't he, when the the podcast started? Oh, he was, was his, he on his on his hiatus, wasn't he? Right, when he was cruiserweight man. Um, which of the following was Matthew's first successful nomination for the still extremely prestigious Cultaholic Hall of Fame? WWF No Mercy for the N sixty four, Al Snow's reign as European champion in two thousand, oh. the WCW Bash at the Beach ring playset. Oh, there are all things you like, yeah. Or, yeah. or finally. The Rock versus Austin Limbiscuit My Way video package from WrestleMania oh. 17. Yeah. You know what? I was probably salty because I hadn't had anything nominated for months. So I probably went, oh, yeah, My Way. This was your first successful one. And it was No Mercy for the N64. Oh, okay. Since the last, sorry, since the lockdown began, Matthew has put up various posters on his nearby wall for the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, oh, some right. of which are wrestlers. But which of the following has he not put up? Ophidian, Bret Hart, Honky Tonk Man, Mike Awesome. Mike Awesome, I don't have one. Uh, yes, it is Mike Awesome. See, that's why some of these questions are a bit too easy because you can go, not got a Mike Awesome poster. There we I go. I have to consult myself. Yeah. Uh, number 10, and finally, finish Matthew's runner up quote of the year from OSW's reviews. Bleh. Finish Matthew's runner up quote of the year from OSW's sixth annual Golden Nogger Awards. I've seen what blank looks like. That guy has never turned heel on a cheeseburger in his life. What, what is the, who did you say that about? Because bloody hell. Bully Ray? Yes, Bully Ray. I'm assuming he'd beaten up the wrestler cheeseburger yeah. and you decided to end his life because of it. That guy's never turned heel on a 
Right. He's just laughed at his but own every, joke like, massively. Every one good line I'd have at OSW was like 10 awful ones, so I made up for his balance. You finished end. second in the runner-up, though, to the awards. For quote of, and quote of the year is a, their big one, isn't it, as well? It's their big, it's their big well, award. I'm saying that. I'm agreeing that because I, I got second. Please. But wait, there's a bonus question. It's for me and Ross. Describe yeah. Matthew. Describe Matthew using a Simpsons reference. Matthew picks the winner. I don't know. Um, oh bloody hell! How am I going to do that? I don't know. Oh god! You love the Simpsons. Um, <laughs> oh, Jessica Simpson, OJ Simpson. We've got. We need more botch license plates in the gift. I don't know what I've done. Oh, I've that's written. a good one, Jeff. Thank you, yeah. mate. Cheers. Yeah, I'll do. He's like Krusty the Clown. Aye, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? You're both winners on my part. Thanks for everything you've all done over the years, and here's to you hoping you all stay safe and sane until we reach the end of this pandemic. Even Jack. <laughs> <laughs> my word. Yes, go, go, South Korea. Thank when you, I, When I excitedly volunteered to read out that, I was not expecting such a conclusion. Wow. That we used to read out those... Uh... The beautiful questions like thank you very much for what you do and it was you know Amanda hugging kiss at the end or <laughs> ah well that was the mailbag this week what a mailbag it was if you have any lovely things to contribute or ask about anything and everything in between please 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 send them to mailbag with the thing on my chair for the entire podcast every week and I was just fiddling with it there oh <laughs> it's the end of it you know what I'm playing with a cap from a thing I'm I didn't even realise I was doing a two twiddler as well I'm a twiddler me I need something to twiddle I'm a, a Ross, fiddler Ross twiddle that famous ah Reese's Pieces <laughs> they didn't hear that but the I discussion hope, we were, the discussion no, we were just having I hope it's kept in so Matthew's ah is the, 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 the inner word is than usual. <laughs> <laughs> hello to you all big fan of what you all do long time listener I thought you were just talking I thought Matthew was just going <laughs> <laughs> hello to you all big fan of what you do yeah oh sorry sorry I don't know if you know but there's a somewhat irritating situation going on that is stopping many of us from visiting movie theatres. Yeah. I was annoyed about this because I wanted to see the New Mutants movie that came out recently, despite it getting crap reviews. Uh, with some of my favourite entertainment, even if it's bad, I remain a fan. Fair enough. Along this thought process, I could easily make some parallels to the wrestling world. When I was younger, I was far less concerned about how much sense everything made, as opposed to the spectacle and how it made me feel in the moment. For example, those first two X-Men movies were fantastic to me at the time and hooked me in, only to be continuously let down by the product for years and years to come. Every once in a while, there would be a good angle slash movie, but then it would be followed up by absolute crap, seemingly just to remind me of how stupid I am for being so loyal to this brand. So on that note, I've listed out a handful of mutant abilities from the movies and comics. Please pick the first wrestler you can think of. It would be a good match for the superpower listed. I noted the names of the characters each power is associated with, just in case some of the abilities are a bit too nebulous Ooh, oh. on their own. Keep up what you guys do and have a great holiday in 2021. Going Thank on to you. this, like, yeah, I fully support what he's saying there. The first two X-Men films are pretty good. The second one especially. And it's been a mixed bag ever since, so I can see where he's come from. Now, something happened, like, there's something negative happened. Oh, I see, because of, we can't go to movie theatres, right? That's what he meant. Okay, then mind. 
Well done, Matthew, that beautiful segue. So huh. we'll go around here. Uh, we'll do Ross, Jack, Mafu. Which wrestler should have mind control via Professor X? Which one first? Sorry, Ross. Okay. Yeah. Oh, why has it got to be me first? Teddy Long. Triple H. Oh, because he... Because oh. I. Uh, Timothy Thatcher. Okay. Because he knows a lot about wrestling. Yep. Doesn't make any sense. Sorry, I just couldn't think of anything. No, that's uh, a good answer. Magnetism. Because Magneto. Uh, Bray Wyatt when he's a cult leader. <laughs> um, Ace Steel. Oh, can I think of a one? Um, Gregory I Iron. Can... And then oh. he said that one as well. Iron helps us play. Uh, healing factor, like Gold Wolverine. dust, sorry. Is gold magnetic oh, even? That, it, it, it's No, but it is a metal. Uh, yeah. Sorry, carry on. Iron Mike Sharp. <laughs> for healing factor. No, oh, for healing oh, factor. Oh, right. For metals. <laughs> <laughs> for healing factor, who's always injured? Who? Kevin Nash. Um, I'll go for Phoenix because he does some scary stuff. Uh, I'll go with Bobby Fish because he, uh, he's one of those little cards where he gets a stamp on it every time he goes. Th- That's terrible. Shut up, Matthew. That's awful. Uh, concussive blasts. Cyclops. Concussive blasts. Does that oh, mean from him? his from his eyes. Yeah. Boosh. So it's eye lasers, really. Oh well, Brody Lee slash Luke Harper. Mm. Mm. Maybe that's why we're not supposed to talk about it. eye lasers. <laughs> oh, I'll go for Dexter Loomis because at least he's got a powerful stare on him, Dexter Loomis. It's true, yeah. Uh, concussive blasts. Oh, Nia Jax. She loves giving up. No, 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 no. I knew he was going to go somewhere like that. I mean, it's it's right there for the taking. Mm. Uh, telekinesis, Jean Grey. The Fiend? Yeah, uh, the, well, I was going to go for The Fiend as well. Uh, RVD, because not only can have chairs appear in the ring, you would need to have Bill Alfonso travel with him to do his spots. You could just make all the, the fast food he buys and all the potato chips go to his mouth because he, he does weed. Oh, yep. Weather manipulation, Storm. Weather Sorry. manipulation. Weather manipulation? Uh, Vince McMahon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what the hell do you answer for that one? <laughs> just, it just rains in Jacksonville constantly. <laughs> and Atlanta, because he still hates WCW. <laughs> um, I'll go for... I was going to say Tony Storm, but that's a bit... Oh! Hey. Uh, oh, it fits the gimmick, there. I'll go for Sting, because he already sort of is. He makes snow appear whenever he's there. Yeah. I'll go with Baron Corbin, because he could do that and finally get some heat. Oh! Oh, this is just the pun. worst puns and selections. Right no, it's right good, here. it's uh, good. Shapeshifting, like Mystique. So, so, so scandalous. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, shapeshift. I don't know, Matthew. Move on. <laughs> um, I'll go for... Oh, I feel like... I feel like... I'm trying my best. I feel like Otis would come up with maximum comedy as like just shifting into different shapes. There we go. Why the show something goes, hey, I'm Pickle Otis. <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm just imagine. I was imagining like someone backstage bumps into like I don't know, like 
Liv Morgan or someone, and they're like, "You're right, Liv," and then Liv goes, "Yeah, it's Otis," and he's made himself into Liv Morgan. That'd be funny. Um. Oh Christ. Uh, John Silver, so he can make himself really big and impressive, so he could be you know five eight. Oh my God! Phasing Matthew hates short people. Do you remember? No, the abuse? I love them. No, the complete the, opposite. Do you I'm the, saying that that that's not small. Do you remember all the abuse he used to give Chad Gable? Look at little shorty G. Oh no, the name him right. coming out and going, "I'm right. shorty G." Someone yeah, yeah. verbally abused me, and I've taken the name. Aren't Fair. I? Aren't I great? I'm like, I hate you. I understand. I hope Baron that. Corbin stuffs you in a pedal bin. Um, See, he's like Randy Newman. <laughs> phasing, Kitty Pride. Phasing. You can phase through objects and walls. Right. And just... Thank you. Sorry, I'm just reading my YouTube comments on my WTF from AW here. And someone's put, there was fake crowd noise. I legit didn't notice. In <laughs> it's fairness. Got three, it's I, got three likes. Look, in, it's weird you say that. Be, well, not weird, but funny you say that because I said, like, Impact Wrestling, when they've done their pay-per-views recently, have been the dirt worst. Like, I have done A-level media when I was at A-level media that had better production value than this. And people are playing, so? So maybe people who don't care about, don't do media or production, I think not all of them care about... Oh man, like, it's so crowd off put on it's weird. It was so off put on AEW. What what was the question? Phasing. Which wrestler would be best with phasing, which Kate Pryor can do? She goes through walls and floors and stuff. Uh Sean Stasiak when he had that gimmick of running into things. Oh, he's uh, taking the best one. Um I'd quite like to see Gangrel return by coming up through the ring like I that. Know who Matthew's gonna say? Go on. Go on. Shockmaster? <laughs> no, I wouldn't work because he wouldn't have fallen over there. Ma- Matthew wouldn't have Matthew wouldn't have Botchamania if that. I'm the shockmaster, and I arrived this wall exactly as intended. Wow, <laughs> how effing impressive! Um, phasing, I'm gonna go with um, Akira Tozawa because he can then win the hardcore bite belt and then run through catering, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and then never see any of these segments on Raw again. Um, diamond form slash diamond skin, Emma Frost. Diamond form, yeah. go. Activate some of a diamond. Get into it, yeah. MJF, because then it can just become a human ring. (laughs) Yes, but how would he wipe himself, Ross? Sorry? (laughs) You know what? Doesn't matter. Jeff, say something. Um, That's reminded me of a joke once that my dad told my mum, and I was too young to get it. And I I always remembered it because I thought, I'm going to find out what that means. I had some Lord of the Rings top trumps card when I was a kid, and one one of the categories was resistance to ring. And my mum or my dad said, is that how tight your knickers are? Or how loose your knickers are? And the other one couldn't stop laughing. And I found out that ring meant arse. So there we go. Um, form of a diamond for me would be DDP. There we go. Oh, that would make sense. He would have hard skin. Uh, the Young Bucks, they could return to Twitter. I thought you were going to say Rollins, but yeah. I'm doing my best, mate. Look, uh, ice slash gold, cold. God, Matthew. Manipulation, ice man. Who should manipulate ice, Ross? <laughs> Do you know Glacier. Chose... Do you know that Ross chose this? Do you know Ross chose this versus Tracy? No, this was the only option in this week's mail. <laughs> I feel so bad for this guy who sent it in. Because we're just going, ah. Oh. I'm loving it. I love the guy who did it. How long's the pod? Hang on, like, let me see how long the audio recording's been going. <laughs> it's been like eight more. 
Two hours, 43 minutes at the time No one's of watching. <laughs> no, 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 he, no, he will. He'll be, he'll be waiting to see if we've picked his Reese's Pieces, and we have. And I, I really appreciate him for doing so. I just want to make that clear. But I have no idea who should manipulate ice. Uh, um, I really, God, I really don't know. I really don't. Austin, because he's stone cold, Steve Austin. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, uh, Chili McFreeze. Mm. <laughs> Teleportation, like Nightcrawler. No. Right, yep. Oh, did we do teleportation? No, we didn't. No, we, we did phasing. Those are two different things. I said the fiend for one of them. Is that not telekinesis? Making things float. Oh, well, I didn't mean... I meant the fiend for teleportation. Oh, no, don't change it now. Oh, don't you look silly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, teleportation. The shockmaster. <laughs> Just the lack of effort is superb. It's so good. Um... Uh, do do I count because I've won the DDT Man Heavy Metal Weight Championship? You never mentioned you've done that, Jack. I know. Oh, I did you? Wow. Can I therefore pick myself? Because whenever the question's asked, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? I always pick teleportation, so I really want it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go for myself. I'll allow it for Brilliant. this award-winning recent pieces. Uh, pack, so he can go back and forth from America to the UK without having to swim the entire way there. Yeah. Uh, Fireworks slash pyrotechnic energy, Jubilee. Kane. Even Jubilee's getting Kane. mentioned in this. Kane, Kane. circa 1998. Oh, Kane also. of course. Because then you'd be a wrestling fan. Kane. Kane. Oh, I'm going to say uh, Kane circa 2020. <laughs> Metal body like Colossus. Metal body. Metal huh. body. Um... <laughs> um... <laughs> Just, just, this is, Matthew, this is just like, I'm just loving Ross having to interact. I know, I know, love him. With the Because Ross isn't a nerd or anything, so he's it's like, so what, what, what are you asking if this was, If this was what, which football player is this wrestler, he'd be all over it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, say a football just, player should have a metal body, Ross. I'm just help me depth. Just help Dennis, me depth. Dennis Law would have a great metal body. That's a great answer, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> That's yours, Jack. He wouldn't be. He would be velvet. That man, not metal. My, my, you see, mine's probably Nemanja Vidic. Um, no, uh, I'll go for metal body. Oh, I'll go for metal iron. Body. Mike Shaw. There we go. Oh, good. Yeah, take Ross's joke from before. Yeah. Oh, we're going back to them. Oh. Aye. <laughs> Gregory Steele then. Gregory, Gregory Iron. <laughs> Gregory Steele. <laughs> Oh, my cheeks hurt. Oh, God. Oh, I hope this never ends. Oh. <laughs> I've got a feeling it might never end. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I need a metal pun, don't I? No. How many oh, no metal one. wrestlers are there? The show WWE. Oh, metal. Silver Ant. Okay. Flight. Okay. Angel. Well, it's wings, really, but whatever. Um... <laughs> He's picking holes in his assessment of the X, man. Well, Angel's got wings, not not innate flight. Like well, some of them just like, all right, I'm flying now. Whoop, and then that's all they do. He's like, Angel can fly. We can. We can. I know. Alan, Alan Angels. Angels of the Dark Order, because you've mentioned Angels there, and that's part of his last name. Angelico. Uh, Christopher Daniels, the Fallen Angel. We've done it. We've done that Super one. Super Speed, Quicksilver. Um. Who who could benefit? Who runs a lot? <laughs> Someone runs a lot. <laughs> who needs to go a bit quicker? 
viscera. Oh, fair play. I was going to say Braun Strowman when he does his spot around the ring, when he charges round. Uh, Lana, so she can bravely run away from her opponents until TLC. Um, extreme durability, juggernaut. The Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say me, now. <laughs> I'm sorry to whoever sent this one in. Just to, to peel it back, it, it's been a long day. We did the Cultis oh, before this, and I've run out did, of steam. We did shoot the Cultis before this. It's not your fault. It's our fault. It's our fault for trying to pack too much into a Christmas schedule for goodness Absolutely. sake. Why can't um, we just publish one video a day instead of seven? But I think, oh, in a weird is. way, our total disdain for this question has made it a more entertaining segment than it oh, would have been. Oh, absolutely. If we tried um, this seriously, it would suck. But the fact that you're tired and can't be asked. I'm going to go for... <laughs> my favourite Ross answer was, I'm just going through my YouTube comments here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reading my emails right now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for what was this one? Extreme Durability Extreme Durability Spike Dudley Oh great shout Damn it um, uh, Oh that last from this week's Dynamite Tesha Price The one who got squashed by Abaddon Because oh. Oh. it came up on the graphic before she fought her She's 0-5 I was like oh yeah. Uh, mine's gone blank. Darby Allen, because he needs it. Mm. <laughs> I can't even say this without laughing. Is this the last one? No. What? He, he, I'm trying my best. Elongated tongue, Toad. <laughs> Bubba Ray Dudley. <laughs> Alexa Bliss. She did that recently, didn't she? Stick her tongue Aye. Yeah. No, not Padisa Perver. <laughs> For God's sake. Elongated the tongue. Um, Someone say Devon Dudley because then it can French Dave kiss half, Dudley. halfway across the ring. <laughs> it was a pretty good opponent. For this big, <laughs> big, big. <laughs> what? They can, they can shoot their tongues out respectively and make like a low... <laughs> Meet in trip, the middle. Like a trip wire and then when someone hits the ropes they'll trip over their tongues. <clears throat> <laughs> Superhuman strength slash dexterity beast. Wrestlers just have that. Wrestlers yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just have that. Braun Strowman is that anyway, isn't he? He's the yeah. the very embodiment of dexterity. Cesaro yeah. for me, but he's already got it. What am I talking about? Tony Khan, he'd love it. He'd absolutely love being a manager oh. of the wrestling. Uh, Crash Holly, Stevie Richards, super superpower absorption. Oh yeah, Stevie Richards could use that because he took people's gimmicks. <laughs> absorption, did you say? Yeah. Uh, Spike Dudley, because he's got to absorb, <laughs> absorb all the pain. Uh, I'll go for... Oh, man. Oh, my God. A lot of these traits overlap, don't they? Yeah, they really do. They really do. Um, power absorption. Who's a wrestler who nicks everyone's gimmicks and everything? Who Dolph steals Ziggler team? when he had that gimmick of nicking everyone's gimmicks. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Thank you. Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Cody Rhodes because only this is a superpower absorb all the 80s wrestlers are <laughs> <laughs> uh, you smoking mirrors last one. Oh, thank god Rhea <laughs> reality <laughs> what reality manipulation Scarlet Witch oh god <laughs> god the X-Men got stupid what 
Yeah. I like who can manipulate reality, Ross. Why did it turn into that? The X-Men, it started off, this one can heal himself. This one's got laser eyes. This one's got wings. Now it's reality manipulation. Did you see that catch, by the way? That was a good catch. Well Thank done. You. you manipulated reality. There. <laughs> I'll, I'll go for, for Natalia. Because <laughs> it must be hard to be Natalia. <laughs> I'll go for... Oh, um, reality um, manipulation. In kayfabe, I mean, by the way, she loses all the time apart yeah, from yeah. this week on SmackDown. Not, not in terms of having oh. lots of money in a nice house. Reality manipulation, I will go for... Oh, Maven... I just want to see what Maven's vision of WWE would be if if that GM uh, thing was permanent, not just one week. Uh, Adam Pacitti, GM of Defiant Wrestling. He's a wrestler just, as well. Yeah, he is no, a wrestler. No, hey, hey, steady now. It was WCPW, not Defiant. Aye, uh, There's a big difference there. They changed Sorry. that name because we left. No, they didn't. No, no. <laughs> People think you're being serious there. So I know, I know. That, that's not true, but let's pretend it was. <laughs> okay. Wow. All those all those uh, things came from Mr. Mark Gaines. Thank you, Mark. I'm, so, I'm from sorry, Chicago, Mark. Illinois. Mark, I'm sorry. Mark, thank you. That was a great Reese's Pieces because it's of not that, your, Mark. It's not your fault. It's our fault for trying to publish too many videos over Christmas and leaving ourselves too short. Yeah. For not, and for you not know being like next, man. It wasn't as anywhere near as bad as X Men Apocalypse, so it's all right. That's a funny one. If Can't. you have any, yeah, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. if you have any Reese's pieces that are hideously long, stupid, and were completely prepared for, please send them. <laughs> but wait, there's a special oh. secret one just for you. No, I'm joking. There's not a second. Reese's oh, thank pieces. Christ! <laughs> it's Cultaholics. The question. What a long and arduous podcast it's been this week. Don't worry, we're nearly there. The big question this week, thanks to all the cross promotion between Impact Wrestling and AEW, what are your Impact slash AEW dream matches? I've just broken the bottle opener that I was playing with. How have you broken it? Well, it was a key ring as well, and it's broken. That can't be a Cultaholic branded be a bottle opener, is it? I was pulling on it quite strenuously. It's not the fault of the Cultaholic merchandise. It's my fault. But, oh, God. Well, if you were going to break some merchandise, at least it's Cultaholic's merchandise. Yeah, that's true. If you'd like to break any of our products, don't worry. You can. Be like Jack. Go to <laughs> shop.com and buy and break everything you want. It's yours forever. I can't, I can't believe I've done this. <laughs> so, Ross... Not sure what level of fan of Impact Wrestling you are in the year of our Lord 2020, but what would your dream match be if AW and Impact could go to this dream show that we're all thinking? In all fairness, I've watched more Impact this year than I think I ever have. I've watched okay. at least the last three pay-per-views. So, uh, I don't know what that says about 2020, but um, I'll go for my dream Impact versus AEW match being Josh Matthews taking on Lance Archer inside of a steel cage where there's nowhere for Josh Matthews to run. And his silly, what I believe to be a mid-1990s Vince McMahon impression. He's, he's trying to put on a bigger voice than the one he actually owns. And I don't understand why he does it, but it's awfully distracting. Like, oh, look at this. Oh, look, like oh, that. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, one, two, three, you got him on Oiden. And as a, this... as, a, as a former commentator of the year who defeated <laughs> Jim Ross in a, pot, in a poll, voted for objectively by fans... Of the great sport of professional wrestling. Yeah. I think I'm fully qualified to say that. Um, 
is <laughs> is Josh Matthew has he been doing this for a while or is it worse because there's no fans in? I've read online, well, on Reddit specifically, that uh, Josh Matthews being a, a major drawback for Impact, being a, that's been a, a thing for a long time. I remember reading criticism of him for a while ago, but I thought it had died down because everyone just kind of got used to it. But apparently not. Mm. Mm. Well, that's a dream. That's certainly a dream match. I'm glad you. Never happen. <laughs> glad you're taking this seriously. <laughs> um, on, next week's episode, straight to hell. You'll never guess who's going to be on. <laughs> I watched a Josh Matthews sit down interview recently with. Uh, it was with a wrestler who I wasn't too familiar with, but I've since become a big fan of hers because she's very charismatic. Casey Spinelli. Are you familiar with uh, Matthew? No. Fair enough. Yeah, she seems quite funny and stuff. But the whole interview was Josh Matthews making a joke, or the whole start of the interview was Josh Matthews saying, are you really from New Jersey? And her going, yeah, yeah. And then him asking her various questions about New Jersey and her not being able to answer them. I Googled it and she was from Canada. And I was like, what was the point of this interview? It was on Impact's official, U- <laughs> it was on Impact's official YouTube channel as well. I don't know what was going on. Strange. Nice. I would, uh, you probably got a good one, so I'll do my mediocre one next so it's ignored by everybody. Uh, if they are going to do something and it should acknowledge some of the stuff that's happened, it'd be nice to have Brian Cage come out and be like, ha ha, silly little company. Remember when I left? Ha ha. Have someone like defend the honour of Impact like Chris Bay or Rich Swan, and be like, hey, it's rules here. We're on about it. I can't hear you all the way up here on my lofty perch. Rule, rules here. What you want about? Ha ha ha. Remember when I told you when I wasn't leaving and then I left? Ha ha ha. Eat, eat, eat. Uh, and- so, Jack, what have you got for us? No, I was going to ask a question about yours, actually. Oh, come on. Because if it's against someone, you've chosen there two people who are very flippy and x divisiony. even though Rich One's currently the, cha- the big champion, but is that deliberate because Brian Cage can throw them around? Oh, absolutely. I love it when it's a flippy dude versus a big dude. Fair. I sometimes enjoy that uh, more than flippy dude versus flippy dude. Yeah. But maybe yeah. there's just two legendary flippy dude tag teams that maybe I'd completely ignore. And I don't know. Hang uh, on what's now. What's your picture? <laughs> Mine is the Young Bucks versus the Machine Guns, right? Yes, of course it is. But I wouldn't call the Machine Guns a flippy tag team. There's so much more than that. I'm sorry. I see them more as a fast-paced tag team. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think of the Machine Guns doing flips. I think of them doing... That (laughs) microphone Like that. Aye. They fall off things. I see them running around. Every week. Double team moves. All sorts of that sort of nonsense. Uh, and I'm a big fan of the Machine Guns, obviously. So I would choose this dream match on the one condition that the Machine Guns win. But I suspect the match is going to really actually happen in real life. And I suspect that the Young Bucks are going to win. And then after the match, the Machine Guns will tell the Bucks how great they are. And I'll I'll feel sick. And I'll not want to watch anymore. <laughs> I'm sounding like one of them marks again, aren't I? Yes. Ross, is, Ross is falling asleep. No, oh, he's all right. He's doing his tax return. Oh. What's, what's that there? It's John Silver. Okay. What's he doing? Stand the dance. Whatever he wants. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. We've done it. Is that it? Is that oh, the yeah. end? That's the end. It's the end, everybody. We can go home. Hooray. Wow. What a you fantastic... are home. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Just turn around. <clears throat> that was the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. Ross, what have you got for us this week from Cultaholic? I think I'm right in saying, although I'm not too sure, because Adam Pachitti's a loose cannon with his schedule on the Cultaholic Wrestling YouTube channel. I think there's a tier list ranking uh, going live where me and he, he being Adam, do the uh, the raw roster, the current raw roster, which is going to be the first of a, a series of 
roster related ones. Me and Sam did Smackdown earlier this week. That'll be going out soon. Me and Jack will be doing... I'm sorry to break this news to you, Jack. Me and Jack will be doing the AEW roster soon. Me and Tom will be doing the the NXT. I've seen the schedule. It's all right. That's all all right. Um, Me and Tom will be doing NXT and that'll see us out on tier ranking things for the rest of 2020. So watch out for them coming soon. Let me know when you want to shoot that, by the way. I don't is, really know when we're going to... Monday fine? Yes. We've saw it. We've done it. We've saw there it. There it goes. Live on the podcast. What, what time on Monday? Uh, Any time in the afternoon. Okay. Because I'm doing news in the morning. Well, any time anytime after like 10, half 10. Because I'm just doing... One o'clock, all right for you. One works, one works fine for me, yes. All right, then we'll do the one o'clock then. Fantastic. Don't mind us. It should take, I've seen the AEW roster is a bit bigger than the other one, so it should take about like sort of two, two, two and a half, two, two and a quarter hours. To then do one o'clock sounds spot on. Sound. Cheers. Fantastic. Uh, other than that, Jack, anything you'd like to plug that you're doing with Colaholic? No, I was going to plug Ross's tier list thing, uh, but he's mentioned it already. So I'll just once again plug mine and Owen's football manager streams every week on Twitch at 6 p.m. on a Wednesday. Also, uh, I believe that only for a few weeks, only until the new year, Owen will be doing some Twitch streams of a Friday. So you'll have missed the one already by the time this is out. But check them out. Also at six, I think. Just for a few weeks only. So there we go. What's he doing on them? Variety of stuff. I think this week you'll have wanted to do... It's already It'll already have been on, but I think he wants to do Among Us this week. Just talking about how great he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I, of course, doing the Saturday stream for Colaholic on Twitch, so we'll play games, not be South Park 64 again, I'll tell you that much. Um, maybe South Park Rally. Oh, boy. I'm already excited. And maybe we'll raid somebody afterwards who's much more successful than us. Oh, who knows? you have to find out and click and waste your Saturday evenings, because what else are you going to do? Uh, also, there is the Watch Along Us, going to be starting off soon. And this Matt Colic podcast takes its uh, end for the year 2020. All that and more to come on the Coleholic YouTube channel. Please subscribe if you're not already for more of this amazing content. <laughs> Good God. And we now leave you the customary way. Put our hands gradually up to the webcam. Jack tries to knock knock his speaker off the thing for the third Look time. Look at how wrote. good that bottle opener is, by Isn't the way. Isn't that great? Wow, I wish I had one. Coleholic.com. And as always, three, two, one. Join us. Join us. Sorry, person who sent in that. Reese's Pieces. Thanks, dude. It was good. It made the segment good. Join us. X-Men. Join <laughs> X-Men. Join us. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
for all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes. Search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 